0: Get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. Uh. What up, though? What up, though?
1: Welcome back. Episode 206 of the What Up, though? Podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, We are today recording with Brian from the HearthCast. It's one of our, uh, hopefully, one of many podcasts where we collaborate with some other guys who are in the podcast game as well. And this is a cool one because we got a chance to talk about cigars, bourbon, and so forth. And that's one, two things that are kind of dear to both of us. And we don't really get a chance to talk about on our normal podcast.
0: So Yeah, I mean <laughs> Yeah, it, it it might not be for you, but I mean we talked about we talked about a lot of other shit other than cigars. Like we talked about drinks, we talked about all kinds of shit. So it's a good it's a good listen. We had a great conversation. So uh yeah, be prepared to enjoy uh a, a podcast that we uh collaborate with somebody else.
1: Yeah, uh, Brian is pretty dope. Uh, this has kind of been in the making for maybe a year or so. You know, we've been trying to somehow get this together, but, you know, we, we hadn't had opportunity until now, so now is it, <laughs> and uh, we had a good conversation. So uh, check this podcast out. It's kind of long, but it's pretty dope, and, uh, yeah, we uh, hope you like it. Enjoy.
0: Yeah, hopefully you all enjoy it. Peace. Peace. Is that Blanton's? Oh, boy.
2: I found it at Myers.
0: What? Yeah. Wow.
2: So, yeah, I'm, I'm living it up.
0: Must be nice. It's,
2: uh, it's the first time I found it, and it was this random, random turn down the liquor aisle with my wife and kid, <laughs> and uh, I, I looked, I seen it. It didn't have the box or the bag. Uh huh. which I was a little upset about, but whatever. I still had to fucking grab it. Right. Uh, my wife was like, why, why don't you wait until they have one with the box in the bag? I said, because I need to buy this now. Right. <laughs> she's, she's like, wait. why? I said like, why? I was like, because I never fucking find this. Like, I, I, right. I, you know, Blanton's. Blanton.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. We, we can never find it here.
2: But, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar. uh dude that's been on my show a couple of times, coffee black. Um, he uh he's seen it on instagram he's like dude i've been on three waiting lists like where the fuck did you find that at <laughs> like i found it at meyer <laughs> he's like no fucking way so yeah so i i tagged my wife in that i was like see it's kind of a big deal when you find this you gotta buy it
0: right
1: y'all will listen to your episode the race relations episode with him actually just today
2: all right just from that. so so what'd you think
1: I, mean, I
2: thought he was uh, pretty nasty. we Gave a, a good, honest, uh, good honest uh, opinion of things. Yeah. So, did you listen to the one with just me and him, or did you listen to one with me, him, and Daryl Davis? No, just you and him. Oh, all right. Yeah, there's one after that. There's one after that with uh, Daryl Davis.
1: Daryl Davis is who
2: now? He's the dude. He's a musician, um, and he's the dude that got like over 200 people from the KKK to. Renounce their membership and hand over their robes. Oh
0: wow! Cool. How the fuck do you do that?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh his 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 his, <laughs> whole, his his whole his whole tagline is, "How can you hate me if you don't even know me?" Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but uh, it's like if you look him up on Instagram and whatnot, like you just see this uh this big black dude, and he's got a, a ton of pictures of you know. XKKK members handing over their robes and their hoods, so. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm gonna check it out. But where, where, um, where is he from?
2: Uh, I believe he's in Maryland.
1: Okay.
2: So, did he do something on TV? Uh, he had he had like a documentary, on it was on Netflix for a while. Um, I honestly can't remember off the top of my head what it's called. But
0: I remember something about a black guy going around trying to, uh, uh, not hang out with the KKK, but like having conversations with him and shit. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it was
2: him. Oh, most likely. But yeah, he's a he's a pretty fascinating dude, man. Uh, I was glad I got to talk to him. Uh, we're actually setting up part two soon, so uh, looking forward to that. But I mean, he toured with um, um, Chuck Berry. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, he he's played with all kinds of all kinds of big names. So,
0: well, that's cool. So,
2: all right. So, Mike, what are you lighting up there?
0: I am smoking a Crown Heads Buckeye Land. Nice.
1: I'm shocked you actually said the name.
0: I had no choice because if I if I don't if I don't say it, no one's gonna know what I'm smoking.
2: Why? Why wouldn't you say the
0: name? Well, because we don't do Ohio stuff here in Detroit. So, Ohio's
2: <laughs> the Buckeyes.
0: The Buckeyes are our mortal enemies. So, no, no Buckeye talk shall happen within. I gotcha. I gotcha. But it sucks because the cigar is so fucking good,
1: though.
2: Yeah, that's it. I, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite out of the states, really? uh, but it, but it's still, it's still up there, man. But, I mean, the the states, the states are kind of hard to beat as it is. So. Which uh, which one did you like out of that series of, of sticks? Well, there's uh, the Texas Rose, the Tennessee Waltz, the Buckeye, and the Paniola, which the Paniola changes every year. Um, I would say probably the Tennessee Waltz would be my favorite. Okay. Um, which I mean it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird because they're all the same blend, just different vitolas. So. That's uh the Paniola is the only one that changes every year, but yeah the the Tennessee Texas, and Ohio, I believe they're all the same blend of tobacco
1: but different sizes
2: yeah really as far as I know now, I could definitely be wrong because I've been wrong you know, I think once before at least, so
1: <laughs> I know you got the Tennessee walks, that's one of the orange and yellow and Orange yeah, orange or yellow. I didn't know the other
2: one was the Texas one, but I guess I can be. Yeah, the Texas is yellow and Tennessee is orange. And then the Paniolo has had blue and gold, I believe.
0: So okay. did, did I did I drop out? Did y'all notice me dropping out? Uh I saw just, your screen go out and then you yeah. then it just popped back in. Okay, so I lost the audio, so I didn't hear which one was his favorite one.
2: Mine? Yeah. Uh, I, I think I, I think I would have to say the Tennessee Waltz.
0: Okay. Well, the Buckeye is my favorite one, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it's that my favorite as well. <laughs> unfortunately, it's it's really sad, but it really is. That's that's a really good fucking stick. But I see you're smoking a
0: Craft today.
2: Yeah, I got myself a uh, cro Magnum, cro Magnum, okay. Crow Magnum. I got a.
0: He's got fucking on the brain. <laughs> the Cro-Magnum.
2: <laughs> no, dude, uh, the, the, this other podcast I listen to, uh, it, it, it figures like uh, it's cigar heads but the one dude on there. Mark will always say Cro-Magnum and I always give him shit for it. So of course, of course, <laughs> when I'm to, smoking one, it's, I just
1: come to bite you in the ass. Now exactly.
2: That.
1: So
0: what are you smoking? Mike? Crown heads, Buckeye land. Oh, fuck. I'm sure. Uh,
2: Oh I, I figured he just wanted you to say it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so I uh, haven't
1: I haven't started yet, but I grabbed two sticks. I'm looking for my uh, I grabbed a uh I don't know if you can see it, it a Las That's the white. the yeah, white band in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. And I grabbed uh Craft two thousand nineteen. 2019 probably. all
2: right yeah it's i haven't been able to get my hands on any of the craft series yet
1: so i haven't had the well this is the i haven't had the craft one which is the the lonsdale ones with the different rappers which mike has i haven't had the chance to grab those yet but these have been pretty fucking solid though.
2: Mm. yeah dude I, I i gotta say like i was definitely excited when i was listening to your guys' episodes uh hearing about the cigars and the booze that you guys have been talking about so that was uh I, I was glad to hear that
0: we do a lot of cigars and a lot of boozing
2: hey that's uh well i mean fifth of night mike how can you not
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he has a name that he lives up to his name seriously
0: yeah unfortunately <laughs> um sometimes it's, cold, sometimes it's embarrassing it all works out
2: All right, so I already got it in the intro to the episode, but uh, if you guys want to introduce yourselves, um, this is Mike and Otis from the What Up Doe podcast. So I guess Mike? Mike, you can
0: go ahead and I'll jump in whenever. Um, Well, I'm just going to end up repeating what he said. This is Mike from the What Up Doe podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're from Detroit. Um, We've been doing this podcast for upwards of five years, uh, just over 200 episodes. Uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it, man. We uh we smoke cigars on our podcast. We talk shit. We drink. I often get too drunk to function, but sometimes I get in that perfect zone where I'm just drunk enough to be reckless, but I can still get my words together right. That's that's that's, that's the zone right there.
2: Well, yeah, I sorry, I, I like the I like the fact that uh like you guys. I mean five years, two hundred episodes. Uh, so there's uh not that every week. Stigma that you got to live up to. Um, that's me. I I release when I can. You guys are definitely a little bit more regular than I am. But uh, it's it seems like everybody I talk to like they've got to get that at least one episode out every week. And um, I mean, it, it's
1: not it, it's not without a, a failed try that we tried to get an episode out. And that was at least our goal. Uh, but you know, life happens and shit. So yeah, exactly. Uh, but for the most part, we've we've tried over the last five or so years to kind of, you know, get one out once a week, you know, but shit happens. Uh, but I'm, I'm oldest the other half of the podcast and we're about five plus years. Um, we started May, 2014 um, and we've been going ever since. And in, just on the cigar to, we started our cigar group Detroit Cigar Club in June, 2014, so that's been going equally five years well, and prior to that we had uh, we had met a few years earlier um, through some mutual friends and then we started smoking cigars together and then that's kind of how the podcast happened, that's kind of how the cigar club kind of happened we were um, well on the cigar thing we were, we had started smoking and we were looking, we were in a couple of cigar groups online and they were, you know a couple of them, but then we had none. None. Of it was locally, but there was this one big cigar club. It's called a uh, Cigar Club Lounge, and it had like thousands and thousands of members. But it was nothing local, and we wanted to. After a while, we was like, "Man, it'd be cool to be to hook up with people who were actually local." But we couldn't find any, you know, cigar groups that were local, and so we just, you know, said, "Well, fuck it, let's just start a group." And no, no, no other name was was sounding good except for uh, Detroit Cigar Club. Anywhere. You know, Detroiters, and we started to started that, and five years later, we're about 1,100 people strong. And granted, that's that's a a weird number uh, because we don't have nearly that much participation, but we have about 1,100 people who you know socially, you know, uh, randomly participates in the group. But it's good though. We've met some good, some cool ass people, you know, as a result of the group, and it's, it's been pretty dope. But definitely, uh, we met a, a good. There's a, a good core group of people in our group who are really like cigar nerds, as we call them, or really into cigars. And actually, one of the guys who's our third admin of the group, his name is Tony. He actually introduced us to Roma Craft uh, probably about 2012 ish. And other than that, I would have never known about Roma Craft. And just, and I, I know I could probably speak for Mike too. Definitely one of uh,
2: one of our uh, favorite. Uh, Cigar brands for sure. So, yeah,
0: okay. not, no, not one of. It's definitely <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> so,
2: uh, so you guys started the podcast uh, because of the cigars, or was that just kind of a a side effect?
0: It was a happy coincidence. Uh, we just kind of both started doing both things at the same time. Uh, like you said, we we started we picked up the cigar habit together. Um, there was a really popular cigar lounge in downtown Detroit that used to be super cool to frequent um long story short it lost its luster the humidor got trashed and then it decided it wanted to be a club then somebody got shot outside now it's closed (laughs) um but
1: yeah typical detroit (laughs)
0: shit so um and then yeah you know i i have a habit of uh getting a little wordy and uh combative online sometimes and i just thought you know it might be a good idea to put these words to the microphone so i got an idea to start a podcast um i asked otis if he was down and that's where it went from there
2: mm-hmm. right on so I, I i know you noticed the bottle i wasn't sure if you noticed the glass or not Mm-mm. um you know i i figured that's, <laughs> that's the perfect glass to use tonight <laughs> Seeing is that you guys are in detroit and the season starts tomorrow i figured the uh the bears rocks glass was the way to go
1: <laughs> so uh give us a little background on you because i don't think um uh, through the podcast I, i'm not sure about heard too much about your background
2: uh so my name is brian Uh this is the herf cast uh, i've been doing this about two years uh... Basically, I mean the same story every podcaster has is you know i'm i like I like to talk to people, so I might as well record it you know um but no i like I like sitting down and talking to people while smoking cigars and drinking um and in that two years, I've got to talk to some pretty interesting people um people I never would have talked to otherwise um that's i mean my my show is pretty much all guest oriented so like, if I don't have a guest, I don't record. Uh, I tried doing a couple of solo things. Um, I, it just, I hate, I hate talking to myself, I guess. But, um, yeah, like I said, about two years, I don't know how many episodes I have, um, probably somewhere around, like, 60 or 70. Um, but, yeah, I just, just like smoking cigars. Most of my episodes aren't fully cigar related because I just talk about whatever comes to mind. Um, I, I like having new to cigar or never smoked a cigar before uh, people on my show because it uh, makes me seem like I'm intelligent for a change. <laughs> and um, it, it seems to always end up with, yeah, I could do this again. So like getting more, more people into, into the hobby. Uh, I, I guess not necessarily the hobby. I mean, I'm into the hobby, you guys are into the hobby um but i mean if i could if I could convince more people to to come out and smoke a cigar with me every once in a while, then great, you know m- more the merrier so
1: well i was I was really excited about doing a podcast because we haven't been able to really dedicate a full podcast to just cigars and drinks you know yeah. we, we we do a lot of you know whatever the topic is going on in America or what's going on with us. And so forth. So we haven't had a real and then and two, I think a lot of our audience isn't really c- cigar based. They don't give a really fuck about cigars. Which is cool because we cover a lot of other shit. Uh, yeah. so being able to actually talk to some people who actually, you know, smoke cigars and drink whiskey and bourbon and stuff like that, you know, it was definitely my alley. I would assume probably Mike as well. So this was definitely something that was uh definitely uh definitely ready to ready to do and ready to talk about so
2: I'm glad we were finally able to get together. I know, uh, I mean, we, we've both mentioned it in passing to Delvin, uh, shit, probably, probably going on close to a year now or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, and then, uh, shit dude, time passed. And then, you know, Delvin had a couple of, uh, interesting series on and, you know, that ended up, that ended up, uh, getting us back in contact. So,
1: yeah, we did, uh, we did the, you know, uh, guess gun reform series. I don't know if you caught up with that. Oh yeah. Delvin.
2: Yeah. Um, I, mean, so. <laughs> I mean, come on. How 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 can I not? <laughs> um that's I, I actually I actually put that in my intro that uh you know the Delvin Delvin series with you guys, then the bearded idiots, then all of you guys together. Um you yeah, done
1: I, and you've done episodes with the beard I've seen you've done episodes with so many guys coming to guys separately from the beard idiots uh with uh fuck I'm losing their names.
2: I did a, I had, I had Kelly and Curtis Kelly. on, okay. uh, I've had.
1: You had Curtis and his wife on at the same time?
2: Yeah. It was, it you was, had
1: Kelly with a separate episode.
2: Yeah. I had Kelly and Keegan. Um, and then not too long after that is when I did, uh, Kelly, Curtis and Terry. So, okay. um, but yeah, that's, uh, I, I loved, I loved the, uh, the series with Dalvin. Because you got both sides, man. Like you, you were able to hear both sides, uh, pretty raw, from each side, and then um, you know the the the, the roundtable discussion with it. I mean, it. I, I love the fact that uh, everyone's still talking to each other after that shit. <laughs> you know, because too too many times, too many times, that that discussions had between uh, some good old boys in Texas and a couple of guys in Detroit, uh, it's, it's not going to end well.
1: Yeah. I, I was, I, I was telling Mike before we recorded one of our episodes that this was before we did our last, you know, the final part of that series. I really didn't know. I really didn't have a real reason to to come back and record. But I was like, I listened to their episode and I was like, fuck, we're like way opposites on what we believe, you know, as far as this. And, you know, but I was like, you know what, it'll, we, I can't just end it in this without having, you know, our discourse together. So we, you know, we finally did it, but you know, we we still ended that, you know, kind of on different sides of the matter. But you know, we we you know, and Mike talked about it that you know we should do some podcasts together with them that are totally not serious. Yeah, some stuff because you know we ended those laughing and joking and you know had a good time with that, and I think that's probably. Probably best, <laughs> you yeah. know that the, the gun topic is, you know, I think it's dear to both sides and for two totally different reasons. But you know, I I think it'd be better content to be on, you know, more lighthearted things like bourbons, liquors. Process,
2: yeah, exactly. And they like they they definitely know their their bourbons and and scotches. Uh, you know, it's definitely their their expertise there.
0: Mike, what do you drink? Uh Tito's. <laughs> Fancy? Yeah, I'll, I I'd usually like to have like whiskey and bourbon with my cigars, but um, <laughs> I've been getting out of hand with that. <laughs> I, I drink if I drink vodka, I, I drink a little bit less. So I was like, yeah, hey, let me just get the vodka because yeah, I, I'm tearing through the whiskey at an embarrassing rate. So
1: I uh, decided. Well, I had a little bit left of this bottle that I said I wasn't going to drink, and I just said, fuck it, I'm just going to finish it. But I brought back a bottle from Cuba, um, and it was a Havana Club Maestro, and it's one that you can probably get in Cuba and just other places, but it wasn't like the low-level one, but I've poured through so much of it, i was just like, you know what, can, I'm going to save a little so I can add to a, an infinity bottle, but other than that, I poured a good pour today, and I got a few beers, and that's going to be my, my drink for the day, so...
2: See, so that's, that's something I should try out is uh the Infinity Bottle. I, I haven't done that yet, and, you know, yeah, hearing, hearing uh, Kelly talk about it, and, um, I don't know, I'd say it just never dawned on me to to do something like that. I've done, I've done it with again. barbecue sauce. I've done it with barbecue really? sauce. I, oh, yeah. I,
1: I, I never thought about it with barbecue sauce. I, yeah, I,
2: man. I, just different sauces. You come to the end of the bottle, you throw it into one, and, um, yeah, see, see what you come up with.
0: How long have you been smoking I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead. I was gonna say, did this whole concept originate with weed? Because I feel like that's what people do, like they save their roaches to make a fresh blunt when they have enough roaches. <laughs> and they just say, you know what, let's let's try liquor. Yeah, let's try and it with liquor. Let's try that, a
2: barbecue sauce. that is one of the worst things ever, man, smoking the fucking roach blunt.
0: That's <laughs>
2: uh I haven't done that since like high school and yeah, man. That's that that, Bruh, that, that was over. usually usually hard times and that's all we had.
1: I, you know what? It's funny, though, because I really think it's just people just trying to – I don't know, but my I went over to my, my stepdad's house uh, recently, probably about a month or two ago, and I took this picture. I got to find it, and I'll send it to you, Mark, when I get a chance. But he had an ashtray of, like, 20 or 30 fucking roaches that he just puts there, and then one day he just decides to unwrap them. And I could not believe he had so many one setting. like you don't need to do it. He does well in life. He doesn't need to save him, but I think he just do it for habit. And he had a fucking ashtray full of them fuckers. God. I was just like, eh, I don't see, that's that that's like a lot of work. I don't even like regular weed. I just like tins and, and, and edibles and shit. I don't even, that just seems like a lot of work.
2: <laughs> uh, see, I, I don't know. I, it never really, I mean, shit, dude, I used to smoke all the time back in high school, but, um, after a while it's just like fuck man why am i doing this i don't even i don't even enjoy it like i no matter how much i smoke i was always just you know one hit wonder extreme lightweight and like when i would get high i was just a fucking statue like <laughs> i would i wouldn't be able to move um, <laughs> i I, re- I revisited a couple years ago uh and it wasn't as bad but it was like uh you know then i ended up going to the going to the steel mill so you know that that took uh you know any any desire anymore to you know just not not want to take the chance anymore you with, got the with,
1: test at the snail mill. yeah oh yeah yeah gotcha.
2: so not not worth it i mean it's uh too good of a job to oh yeah absolutely to to screw up but
0: you you mentioned recording with uh the bearded idiots. I want to get together with. I want to do a Otis it and get together with them and do just like a a regular non political podcast, just having fun. But I also want to. I, I want to do a podcast with just Kelly. Like, like yeah. I just want. To, I just want me and Kelly just get fucked up and just start talking about stuff. And just see what happens. <laughs> I feel like it'd be awesome. Yeah, dude. I I, I would sit in the background and just watch. I don't even
1: want to inter, intervene. I just want to just watch. You just saying it. it you guys, uh, are you both Marvel fans, Mike, you
0: and Kelly? Uh, yeah, because somebody was saying that uh, I tweeted that I wanted to do a podcast about um, our fa- my favorite scenes in the MCU. And the Bearded Idiots uh, Twitter page tweeted me saying that uh, I could do that with Kelly. And then uh, Sean from Games We Don't Play uh, said he would do it too. So I might have to get that popping. But I want to do the thing with Kelly separately, like just getting fucked up and just talking. I want to do that separately and then have a separate one about about the MCU.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, even something like that, like you, even if it's just a one-off or if you guys decide to do it like a monthly thing or something like that.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, either way. I just know uh, now that we've dipped our toe into the remote podcasting game and then after listening to and seeing how much better this sounds – it just opens up so many avenues like it opens up our ability to record uh, if we want it more often or on different days at you know different times. Um, it opens up the ability to have uh, more guests on. It opens up the ability for us to be guests on more other people's shows. So, yeah, I'm I'm ready to see what all we can do with, uh, with being able to do this remotely and have it sound good. Yeah,
1: yeah like we're on like 200. 200- three or four or whatever and we've done all but one in the same place and so we just it was just the camaraderie of just being together just recording you know and getting feedback off each other we didn't we I, I just never thought that we would be able to work like that remotely just technically wise or just you know uh um I don't know the word I'm looking for uh just just running ideas off each other but we did that one one pack that you know a couple of days a couple of weeks ago and it, w- it was kind of flawless man and so you know it's more it like we talked about on other podcasts it's, it's definitely it's always been convenient for me you know, it's always been in my house and so mike comes to my house and we record he goes home you know so he has to drive to and fro and so forth and I, I think he has more of the responsibility you know he has you know two little kids at home and <laughs> You know, I don't have small key, three kids, <laughs> uh,
0: and
1: and so uh, it's you know a lot of a lot of responsibility falls on him, and so being able to do this, you know, opens up you know for him a you know uh, a lot a lot more time, and you know we we got to work smarter, not harder, you know, especially working nine to five, and you know, being, you know, it's not like we're just sitting around all day and looking forward, so it's, yeah. It definitely works out for the better, so we, we, we hopefully just a uh, you know, as Mike said, we can get guests on, we can be guests on other podcasts, and I think after five years, maybe we'll become famous. I don't know, probably not, but you know, <laughs> 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 it's just fun, man. You know, we we never got into it with the, the thought of maybe we could be like some famous, you know, podcast. Have, have y'all been hearing me good? Because I I just realized I didn't have my mic on. Uh,
2: it's it's been all right. It's. I mean, it has been perfect, but we could hear you.
1: That's so stupid. I'm, I'm so
0: buzzed.
2: <laughs> it's, the, the
0: volume was fine, but it sounded a little choppy, but I didn't know if that was my internet or not.
1: Bruh, so it sound okay
0: now? Yeah. <laughs> I just realized
1: I didn't put my fucking mic on.
2: No, that that's all right. I, 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 only
1: I because my cigar almost hit it, and I was like, oh, let me know if the cigar hit. So I'm like, oh, shit, that's my mic sitting there.
2: Yeah, dude, uh, I, I, uh, I had Sam Lucia on my show. Um,
1: oh, from the so Cigars?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I had him a while back, and about an hour into it, I realized I didn't fucking hit record.
1: Oh, wow. So, oh.
2: But we still we still got like 50 minutes or something. But uh, Oh, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, but it was like, son of a bitch, man. It, it, I was using Zoom, and I hit record, but I didn't hit record the computer. Oh. So the first half was just fucking gone, but...
1: Uh, you know, you live and learn. We we did we did, fi- we did fifty episodes, uh, not recording on the actual mic that we bought. we were recording on a computer mic, and we didn't figure it out to fucking fifty episodes in that we wasn't even recording on the actual mic. So yeah, it shit happens.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we just we just learn everything slow as shit. Like who does fifty episodes not knowing a <laughs> mic oh, and two hundred two hundred and four episodes with. I mean, I'm be honest. When I listened to it in comparison to the remote one, they sounded shitty. I'm like, we did 204 shitty-sounding episodes. <laughs> like, and the thing is, I, I mean,
1: I, I I don't, you know, Mike said they sound shitty. I don't think they sounded shitty, but I think the they sound shitty
0: by comparison.
1: It just even then, I didn't I didn't totally think that, but I just thought that it it sounded better as a, a us being remotely. I think together we had, you know, the ambiance of the the sound of the garage and the echo and and all that crazy stuff but and we're not even using the same mic so it's not like you know we we coordinated that well um but i bought one of the clip on just to try it he had a actually mike has the microphone that we used for our first video quote unquote used (laughs) yeah quote unquote used we had it there it was a it was a paperweight (laughs) so it's been a it's been a a weird learning experience And, and and now in this day and age with 2019 we've there's so many podcasts out. And when we first started, it wasn't really that many podcasts. So we've seen so many podcasts come in and some go, uh, but mostly come, you know, we've seen uh, tons of them, you know, everybody has a podcast. And so we, we, we kind of still look for me. I still look for like organic homegrown podcasts. Like I don't listen to a lot of famous podcasts. I like, I like the the guys like us, that record in their crib and got regular nine to fives and, you know, uh kind of do what we do so like delvin and um uh baylor and uh you know games we don't play and stuff like that so
2: yeah that's i mean i i gotta i gotta hand it to delvin i i love his show um i i love the shit that he talks about and the shit he gets people to talk about i mean it's I, I love it. That's right. And he I, does
1: a podcast by himself, which we, you talked about earlier, as far as not being able to record on your own. I can never record on my own. Like, I just don't, I don't have that gift. I would never be just to sit here and just start recording randomly. Like that's just, it would not work out at all. Yeah. Like it would out. So I, I, I give uh, a props for that because that's definitely something I would never be able to do.
2: Yeah. But that's, uh, you know, like you were talking about remote earlier, like recording remotely, like that's, that's my whole thing, man. Like, it, it's pretty rare now that if I get somebody in the studio with me, um, because like my my schedule is I, I work swing shift, and it's it's hard to it's hard to schedule shit as it is. But then trying to convince somebody to fucking come over to my house to that's
1: part that's part of the problem why we never really had like the guests we've had has been our friends,
2: yeah, which yeah.
1: which kind of just come over anyway. So it's not like an extra thing for them to come by to record. So they end up you know just popping up and it's like oh just make it's not like Hey, come over and be a guest. It's just like, oh, you over here smoking anyway. Just stick yep. around and just, you know, <laughs> comment on shit. Uh, we have had a few, a few people come by. Like, uh, fuck, who do we have? We had uh, it's, it's a local guy who who kind of does like, I want to say producing and um, of like local rap artist. His name is Pat three one three, and
0: uh, that foul was mouth. probably
1: our huh?
0: Oh, you said Ann and Famo oh,
1: and, and Famo. And I think they were they were the only in person white guests we've had, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, that that, that I think so. And who else?
0: Yeah, no. Who who else would it be? Yeah, and Not
1: the first time I've seen people do dabs and in in, in 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 person.
0: <laughs> uh, not, not dabs, the dance. Not dabs. No, not,
2: no, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the the torch were ceramic and you know throwing the shatter or whatever on there
1: yeah whatever that shatter shit is so yeah was the first time i've seen that in person so that was uh pretty interesting yeah that's uh <laughs> did, I like, did i do it i think you did i, I, I did
2: I, I I like listening to uh joey diaz talk about that shit uh comedian joey diaz like he's like nah, dog he's like that shit that that makes me feel like i'm doing drugs
1: no <laughs> so that shit looks like real I, yeah, I no just shit. I, don't know, I just I just start thinking of like Breaking Bad and shit
2: yeah so so like doing dabs is basically like you got this like ceramic stem on like you know what looks like a you know what should be a bong you got this like ceramic stem coming out of the top and you heat it up with a torch and then you take your 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 oil or your wax or your shatter like these are all new THC uh, substances uh, basically just concentrated THC, and uh, you heat the ceramic up so it's super hot, and then you uh you put the shit on it, and you know it just it, from what I understand, it gets you fucked up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it. So I don't know. I don't know how how you were, Mike, but
0: uh, it must have been good because I don't remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, <must> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember much either. I didn't do it though. I think I was just drunk, so it was all good.
2: No, that's uh I, I haven't ventured into any of that. Um but yeah, it's uh the, the new the new modes of entry, uh it's getting pretty innovative. Yeah. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: So but uh so your uh your cigar club, uh you started that five years ago as well. Yeah. And and you got eleven hundred members. Uh is is everybody located around Detroit or do you guys take members from other areas as well.
0: We take members from other areas, but it is mostly, uh, local folks. My wariness on taking members from other areas is that we can never really gauge whether or not these are people who actually want to be in a group or if these are people who just Google, not Googled, but like Facebook search cigar groups so they can pop in and promote whatever it is that they sell. Yeah. So like, or, I,
2: or hope for, or hope for people to send them bombs and shit.
0: Yeah. So like I, I, we we try to gate like do a little bit of a judgment call on who we take in we have questions that you have to answer to get in but a lot of times people don't answer the questions but like i'll I'll go on their profile and see like okay does this look like an actual person or someone who's like a retailer or something like that you know i, I I reject people based off stuff I might see on their profile. Like, ah, oh, I don't like that person. <laughs> like, you know, like, not this, this, dude,
2: dude. this dude's wearing a fucking Ohio State shirt. Fuck that dude. Exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. He's probably not
1: going to get in. No, not going to get nah, in. but we but we have people from other states that we you know. I mean, it, it's cool. You know, as long as we we would know them as, or have some kind of affiliation with someone here or something. We're not that stringent to that, you know, but. We try to keep it local, um, but a lot of, you know, you have a lot of people who really want to promote their agenda of something or some oh, yeah. sort. so. So a lot of people that don't smoke and they just want to like, it, it was some person, I, I don't, I don't remember even accepting him. I don't know. Cause it's it's three, it's three of us who accept members, me, Mike, and another, our uh, other um, member, Tony. And someone was talking about a cigar and he was, he said something like, yeah, I'll, you know, split that open and make a blunt or some shit. And I was like, delete not even, i didn't see it but it was just with tony sounds like yeah he wasn't for that you know we, we we try to you know keep a good culture of cigars you know we we want we want i think we consider ourselves kind of you know the nerds of the cigar world we want to you know we follow you know cigar brands heavy you know we want we, we like to know the blends when they're released you know cool shit like that we're just not a group to take selfies and shit you know smoking a cigar and shit like that so you know i think you know we kind of pride ourselves as being pretty knowledgeable when it comes to cigars and you know we want to you know a good healthy group we try to do meetups and things like that so you know it's, and especially here we have there's a lot of a lot of lesser than as groups here in michigan no yeah. uh, groups that have started after ours wanted to be our group but not really have it you know like there's a group that literally just wanted to be the white version of our group, <laughs> <laughs> you know.
0: And it's just like, come on. It sounds dude. funny. But it sounds funny, but it's true. Like that's I I, I, I
2: I know it is. Like I'm definitely not doubting. And I'm and I could even see the headline. Just you know, like white Detroit cigar club.
1: Like, <laughs> well, they well they 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 labeled themselves as the uh, I forget. What the- Michigan. What is the fuck C- is the group?
0: <laughs> cigar smokers of Michigan.
1: <laughs> cigar smokers of Michigan. And so what? And just for the re- for the record, just uh, uh the pre- pre- preface the we're not an all black group. Yeah. No. So it's not that's not our group at all. You know. But uh, when you but- have
0: a Detroit cigar group, you're gonna get mostly black folks. It's yeah. Out. But that's ne- that we was never like the
1: Black Panther of cigar groups. That was never like our <laughs> our, our mission to be that. Uh, but that's just, you know, the makeup of Detroit is, you know, eighty, ninety percent black, so just how how you it don't is.
2: Invite.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but a guy was in the group, he I think he may have posted once, and then like six months later, he was like, Hey, I'm starting a group, you know, it's called this and I'm like, oh, okay. And I think his reason, I'm, I, he's never deleted the post. So I remember that he was saying something like, you know, you guys don't address the issues of new cigar smokers or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's bullshit. Uh, but I think he just wanted, uh, I, I really just think he wanted just a white version of the group. Um, but everybody that we've talked to from other groups to just people, and, you know, they always come back saying that, you know, our group is the better group. And it's not because our group it's because we've made a group, but it it just is, you know. Yeah. We were if we were in a lesser than group, I would just say, yeah, we're lacking. We need to improve on some shit, but we're not. So. Uh,
2: that's I'm <laughs> I'm in a handful of groups and. <clears throat> and <clears> throat>
0: you're throat> welcome to get in our group, by the way. So yeah, oh, that's I'll I'll
2: definitely look it up when we're done. Yeah, um
0: and, I, and I, also I was going to say too, if any of your listeners want to get in, they can get in too. Like, I mean, I'd say like if when you get to the question answer part, just say like, hey, I listen to the Herfcast, so that way we can know. But I mean, yeah, like any of your listeners can get in too. And all we do is just, you know, we post our, you know, we post what we're smoking. We might post some news stories about some new shit that's coming out, uh, and just have conversations and post pictures of our cigars. And 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 if people have questions, you know, we answer questions. We put people on new shit. Like it, it's it's a it's a good good fellowship, and we've met some uh, great people through it.
2: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like I'm in, I'm in a handful of groups, and um, I'm I'm kind of selective. Like I, I don't have the time to keep up with a bunch of fucking groups and I don't like posting the same fucking thing and, in in five different groups, you know, <laughs> trying to be creative and, and, and figuring out five different, uh, captions to the same photo, you know, <laughs> Right. but, uh, like one of the, like the reason I asked about like the, the locality of it, uh, like I'm in a group, uh, MHC, the Minnesota Hurf Connection and like those guys, you know, there, there's people all over the country in there, but, um. Uh, like they, I swear they, get... they did
1: a. I swear it was an article on that group before, or they, oh, someone did a podcast about them. Uh, I don't know if it was the Bovita. Uh,
2: was it? How about that cigar?
1: It was one of them, but I believe they were the. I think it was Bo, um, Bovita, the you know the Bovita yeah. packs. They do a podcast, and I think they did a podcast about them. Really? Yeah, I had to look it up, but I'm pretty certain it was that group. It was the Minnesota group.
2: Yeah. If you If you find it, let me know. Um, yeah. Like those dudes, like I, I met some of them at uh, Ristafari a couple of years ago, by me, because uh, JSK, Jassim Krawl, like he, he's local to my area, and he does his Ristafari, his yearly, his yearly, fucking, amazing event. Like this dude throws an event like, like no other, um, but like, where is,
1: it, where is it held at?
2: Uh, Northwest Indiana. Okay. So, it's about if you, guys, if you guys are in Detroit proper, it's about four, four and a half hours. Oh, okay. So,
1: that's not bad at all.
2: But, um, so, like, I, I met a group of these guys there, and, you know, yeah, Minnesota Hurf Connection, you know, this and that Facebook group. Well, a buddy of mine added me to the group. I was like, well, I'm not in Minnesota. Like, God, it doesn't matter, you know. But what, what I'm getting at with that, like, these, these few groups that I'm in, like, it's hard to find. A shitty cigar group. Um, I, I have, I have seen a couple and you know, but, but like the, the few groups that that I remain in, like, it's like, I mean, especially like MHC, like their whole thing is like true cigar culture and they, they definitely live up to it. Like, you know, I I don't know how many members are, but there's, there's a bunch, uh, but it's, you know, especially the local guys, they get together every Friday, you know, but, um, yeah, I just like, sent you
1: a link. That was that. That was the podcast. Was it? That was a that was about their uh their episode their 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 cigar group. Um, Sweet. I don't know when what year this was released. It doesn't show the date, but yeah, I remember listening to them. And I remember listening to them. I was like, "Damn, we have about the same amount of members they do." Um, but it, they had the same organic approach of what we did, so it was kind of cool just to see another group that was you know. Uh, Kind of doing the same thing we're doing. When, when did they do their uh their meetups? Uh,
2: that,
1: that one meetup you went to.
2: Uh, it'll be March. Uh, March May, March. Okay. Uh, this year, if you give me a minute, I can find it. But uh, it's uh, I want to say March the weekend of March 9th. Oh okay. Uh, but yeah, they do. If they I'll, do get, one, I'll get if that's back to about four that.
1: Hour, that's like a four hour drive in March. I would definitely want not go go trying to check it out.
2: Yeah, dude, I'll I'll definitely send you some info. Um but yeah, Riste uh he 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 fucking does it up, dude. Uh a, a whole lot of food, uh booze, his giveaways are just top notch. And everybody that comes, you know, like he's got people all over all over the states coming and uh like everybody that comes, like, you know, it is that it is that cigar culture. The uh, the cigar culture that everybody talks about and loves and you know, just the the best people for it, they all come out. So
1: that's what's up.
0: I might have to yeah, join that group.
1: we I think we would love to be able to do something where we would have you know other people from different states and shit like that come to. Uh, we're just not there yet. We're we're even though we have a lot of members, participation isn't really there. You know, so you know, hopefully over the next however, it, it really doesn't matter. I don't really care to like push you know, participation for the sake of as long as we get, you know, people that, you know, I have long lasting friendships now with guys in the group that, you know, because of the group, I would have never met them. Um, and so that's pretty, you know, pretty cool with me. You know, I, the guys that, the core guys, when we have meetups, it'll be those core guys, you know, we meet up with and that's all good, you know, for me. But, you know, for Detroit, it's just cool to have a, a, a kind of an uprising of a cigar culture. Yeah. Which has never been here, you know, at all. So
0: I think the, the craziest shit that came out of our group was we got invited to one of our members' son's wedding. Nice. Yeah. He was like I he was like, I don't really have that many people I kick it with, so I want you all to come. And it was well, how many of us went? Uh me, you, Tony, was that it?
1: Uh I think it's just me and Tony, but yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was kinda crazy. and it was kinda surreal because uh, his brother-in-law was a member of our group and he suddenly had passed away maybe six to eight months before that. And so that was, that was probably the, that probably, that was the first like member of our group to pass away. And he was a generally good guy. And so, you know, to be able to, you know, see his daughter being given away, <laughs> you know, and being able to attend a wedding was, you know, really kind of surreal. So, you know, it's it's definitely brought up really good friendships and oh, yeah. you know, com- camaraderie and just being able to be invited. I was telling my wife and she was like, invited to whose wedding? Like, how do you know these people? <laughs> and when you just say it's, you know, cigar buddy, you know, she does, you know, I don't think people take it as, you know, a, a, a actual friendship, you know, but these are people who are you know, Call like actually friends and so forth.
2: So yeah, that's yeah, was, when was, when I got married because uh, me and my wife just got married uh, last June. Not not this past June, but the the, the June prior. And my buddies from uh, Cigar Geeks, uh, CigarGeeks dot com. Like you know, I made some lifelong friends there, and uh like you know, pretty much everybody's out of town. But when we got married, um a buddy of mine that's in the group. Uh, like everybody got together and sent I think I think it ended up being like thirty six bottles of wine for my wife.
1: Jesus
2: and somewhere around like hundred and fifty cigars for me. Wow. Like that's dope as hell. from from from, <laughs> from about a dozen guys. That's you awesome. Know, nice. It's it it's unreal. Like me like that that group, the my, my cigar geeks group, not my group, but the guys I know from Cigar Geeks, like we started getting together every year. Uh every year somebody else hosted. So, I missed the first year, which was uh, in Columbus, Ohio. The second year was in Philly. Um, so, we went out there. The third year, I hosted it here. And then last year, it was in Austin, Texas. Uh, went down there. Now, this year, I'm going to Pittsburgh at the end of the month. But, you know, it, it really speaks volumes to the cigar community on like, the people that you meet and the friendships that you gain like it's it it's pretty it's pretty awesome like to to be to have that on the side of an awesome hobby i mean
1: yeah yeah I, I definitely agree with that definitely like i took i've taken trips you know with some of our cigar guys we uh we went to it was me and two other two other guys we went down to kentucky to uh, go to the distilleries so we went to buffalo trace and we went to uh um uh, maker's mark and a couple of other ones but I don't I don't think I any other time I would have, you know, went with guy went on a weekend trip with guys I just known from the internet, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, it, it, you know,
1: it's pretty cool.
2: You know, driving driving to Philly, the the first year that I went, driving to Philly with my wife and my son that was a year old. Yeah, I took Oh, you my, took your family. I, I took I took my one year old son <laughs> wow. to, fucking, to to Cigarpalooza. But <laughs> So, anyway, but, Daddy,
1: where's the slide at? Like, uh, yeah. They know but, you got know, damn slide. But cigar it has not to cut the cigar.
2: It, that, that was our first family vacation, you know.
1: <laughs> really? That's awesome, man. <laughs> so your wife is pretty supportive about your uh, your your cigar hobby.
2: Yeah, dude, if it wasn't for I I I mean shit, dude, like the the shit you see behind me, uh everything I'm doing now like, I mean she's she's great about it. Uh she she doesn't smoke or or anything. Uh Same. But like she she lets me have my hobby. And she doesn't, she doesn't like restrict it at all. Um, I might get a guilt trip every once in a while, which is, you know, deserved. I, I I could say, you know, if I, you know, head out to the garage every night to have a cigar, you know, like, well, why don't you spend some time? It's like, Oh shit. I didn't even realize I haven't fucking spent time with you guys all week, you know? Man. like, and, and you know that, that if nothing, if, if, if nothing makes you feel I like an it. asshole, like that, that'll make you feel like an asshole. I
1: get it. And I would imagine that might get it, gets it. So uh. yeah yeah it's it's you know you you it's a it's a juggle you know we we both work for, you know we both go to work every day and then we come home and you know i don't have little ones so it's like the time that we're at home we could be doing stuff and stuff so you know we both have our you know time you yeah know, we can do stuff together we have our time alone you know i like to have a cigar when i get home and watch a little tv i'm usually in the garage doing that and you know she's you know doing whatever she's doing whether it's playing games on her phone or watching her Hallmark channel. Or no, see, I,
2: I, I will say in my defense about taking the family to Cigarpalooza um, that year, all the wives went. So oh, us, okay. ta- uh, us taking our son was great for my wife. Cause like what I was getting at is like, yeah, traveling across the country to meet a bunch of guys for the first time, like in person, you know, yeah. like we, we do video chats and shit like that. Like, my wife goes with with my with my son to meet these people i've never met in person before, uh, and it worked out really great because my son was a real icebreaker for my wife Like all all the wives you know uh most most of the guys and 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 wives are older than us um, okay. all all their kids are grown and shit, so having a little baby running around the house was was perfect to to include my wife and and the other wives uh to to get along and start conversations that's
1: dope. and stuff. So, so it kind of worked out probably better than you just leaving your wife and kid at home all yeah. weekend. Yeah.
2: Yeah, cuz I mean that's <laughs> so like I said the following year I had it here so they were involved in that but then when I went to Austin it was just me. This year I'm going to Pittsburgh by myself. So it's um you know but it it, it was nice to to have that first year with them and you know kind of break it in. To, all right, this is gonna be my yearly retreat I guess, you know.
1: That's pretty dope. Now do you have your you have a circle of friends that smoke uh or are you kind of uh a loner in that res- regard?
2: Um for the most part kind of a loner. Uh I've got friends that I got friends like right around me that dabble a little bit. Uh and then I got a couple of friends that, that are regular cigar smokers and uh you know we get together when we can. Um like my my buddy Dave uh like he was on, he was on a few episodes, like early, early on in the show. Uh, but me and him try to get together on a regular basis. He's, he's only about 45 minutes to an hour away from me, but like local, local, like, uh, you know, the regulars at the lounge, I I get together with more than, more than anybody else. Um, so that's, that's that, I guess.
0: So are you in, uh,
2: are you in Indiana or do you travel for the uh, the JSK event? No, I'm, I'm Northwest Indiana. I, I could basically, um, I I'm the Indiana side of Chicago. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just barely Southwest of Gary. Okay. So that's, that's right where I'm at. I'm sorry,
0: okay. My, I saw my wife is being a creep outside. Cause I got the window open. <laughs> I saw the, uh, you know, the, the, the bears glass and the the Cubs thing back there. So I assumed you were from Chicago. <laughs> No, that's uh, like
2: I said, Indiana side of Chicago.
1: So you're not like a Pacers fan?
2: Oh
0: no.
1: Patriots. <laughs> no, no I said Pacers. Oh <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not Patriots. Like no, Pacers. man,
2: that's Pacers. I mean Indy Indy's uh, three hours away. So it's uh, I don't know, Chicago's always been there. My my both my parents grew up in Chicago. So
0: Oh okay. Far, okay. How far is Chicago from you?
2: Uh let's see. I could be in South Chicago. In about 15 minutes.
0: Oh, oh
1: so it's relatively close there. Yeah,
2: I could be I could be downtown, depending on traffic, anywhere between a half hour and an hour.
1: Oh, okay. So, okay, that's not bad. That makes more that makes more sense
0: now that you say it. Yeah, I was like, yeah. why aren't you a Colts fan? But I mean, if you hey, if you live
2: live that close to Chicago, no, no,
0: Bryce,
1: de- 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 no. <laughs> right, he's like, he almost seems offended. What the fuck you mean? The Colts. <laughs> well, uh, why are you so
0: offended? What's wrong with the Colts? <laughs> Nope. If I was That's, from Indiana, I'd probably be a Colts fan. I mean, it's, it's I mean, I definitely would, probably definitely would be, but I don't know, like, if I live in that close proximity to somewhere else, maybe not. But um, I mean, yeah, Colts. I mean, paid Manning. I mean, yeah. I think, it,
1: I think it's just different. I think the proximity makes the difference in everything. Like, we're spoiled to be in a city where we have our teams in our city. Yeah. Even that, if even if it wasn't like like locally, like the Pistons were 45 minutes from Detroit for the longest. And now they're actually, you know, in Detroit. Um, yeah. The Lions were about equally away for the longest, and now they're in Detroit. The Tigers has always been in Detroit. Um, and the Red Wings, I believe, has always been in Detroit. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's a lot different for us. It's just, you know, proximity has always been a lot closer. So I guess I could see that, you know. See, a, when,
2: I, when I was a kid, it was mainly baseball and hockey. So, Indiana doesn't have – you know, Indianapolis or Indiana, period, doesn't have hockey or baseball. So, I mean, grew up a Cubs fan. Uh, you know, shit, I, I highly doubt that will ever change. Uh, Blackhawks fan. So, I mean, you know, Bears and Bulls just kind of come naturally after that. Uh, I I never really got into the basketball too much. Uh, I don't know, like the, the, the past few years, I kind of realized, like – there, you, you have this side of people that can watch baseball on TV, but not basketball. And you got this side of people that can watch basketball on TV, but not baseball. Like, you know, they, they find one or the other extremely fucking boring to watch. And the, <laughs> yep. other one, and the other one they just love. Now, I'll tell you what, like, I, I love going to Bulls games. Like, going to the games is fucking phenomenal. I just can't watch it on TV, you know. And football is kind of the other way. Football, I, I love watching it on TV, but going to the games is kind of a fucking drag, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is.
2: Like, you got, you got 30, 40 seconds in between every single play uh, with, with, nothing, with nothing to distract your mind away from, away from the huddle, you know?
0: Yeah. So, um, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 38. Okay, perfect. So... Uh the reason I ask was because I'm not if in the hierarchy of the sports that I watch, um, hockey's probably last, even though I really enjoy watching hockey games. It's just uh it it's just if I if, if all four were on at the same time, that'd be my last choice. But um I will say one of the hmm, I was gonna say one of the greatest, but it might be the greatest playoff series locally that I've watched. Was a, a playoff series against the Blackhawks in, I want to say, 97 ish, somewhere in there. The late 90s, a series against the Blackhawks where um, every game was either scoreless or tied at like one. And they all, like, I feel like two or three of the games went into overtime. And it was a crazy, crazy series. It was so, so cool. was it
2: Was it against Pittsburgh? Like, no, it was just the Blackhawks. No, no, no. Was it Blackhawks against Pittsburgh?
0: No, it's the Blackhawks is the Red Wings. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's that's why I brought up. It was a it was a Red Wings Blackhawks series. Uh yeah, back in the back in the late 90s. Um man, I used to love watching um Red Wings Blackhawks games back then. So I mean, it's I mean, it's still fucked the Blackhawks, but I mean like, you know, it was a good series. Hey, I, I get I
2: get it, man. That's uh I mean, it doesn't really matter that much anymore, but fuck the fuck the Red Wings, dude. Like we're we're not we're not in the same conference anymore, so it doesn't mean as much. But, yeah. I mean, what is, I mean,
1: for for us, it's always, I mean, at least, and i I probably speak for Mike, too. For me, it's always been, fuck anything that wasn't in Michigan. So, I didn't go to, you know, I didn't go to, for college-wise, I didn't go to state. I didn't go to U of M. I didn't go to any major college, actually. So, I don't really have a strong leaning towards, you know, the Wolverines or the Spartans. You know, I just had friends that went to both schools. And I will say I had better parties at U of M than I went to at state. But, other than that, I don't really have any strong alliance. Other than any any sports team playing anybody outside of Michigan, you know. So no, man,
2: that's for for baseball. Fuck St. Louis. Fuck Milwaukee. Uh, I don't give a shit about the Sox because again, they don't matter. We're not even in the same league. So that whole Chicago Sox versus Chicago Cubs. Rivalry is just fucking stupid. Yo, right? how
1: is that? I, you know, it's fun. I've never understood that rivalry with Chicago folks with the team. It's like it, either, like, how do you pick which side you're going to go with?
2: It's it's north side, south side. Okay. So, and and me being in Indiana, I'm on I'm the far, far, far south side. Yeah, yeah But okay. always been always been a Cubs fan, uh, even okay. though Cubs are a north side, but. No, it's like, you got asshole fans on both sides. Like I'll, I'll say that up front. Like you got some dickhead Cubs fans and you got some asshole Sox fans. Um, but to me, like it that, that's all pointless because the only time we're ever going to meet when it means anything is if we meet in the world series, you know, that's, that, that that's going to be the only time that it truly matters. But, uh, yeah, hockey, it's definitely fuck Detroit, fuck St. Louis. Uh, pretty much fuck St. Louis all the way around with me. (laughs) I've, I've always, I've always hated that city. Like, except for one night. Like I had, I had a, I had one good night in St. Louis and that was for a concert that we traveled to. Um, But everything else, like, I don't know, like my parents moved to Missouri, uh, Joplin, Missouri, when I was 18. And when they were going looking for houses, like we stopped in St. Louis and you see this big fucking arch. And I looked at it, I was like, that's, that's got to be the most pointless fucking landmark ever. <laughs> like, it, it's just an arch, and you get in this elevator and you go up. And it's like, this you is- can
0: go inside it?
2: Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, so, you, you
1: can go so, inside of it.
2: So, like, the, the view is cool. But other than that, like, I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I've just always hated the arch. I've always hated St. Louis, period. Yeah. Um, you, you bring sports into it. Yeah. Double fuck them.
1: I, I went to St. Louis uh, a few <laughs> years ago. Um, so me and my wife had just like we with watching cooking shows and I think it was diners drive, dine-ins and they had this show about an episode about this, uh, place called a twisted ranch and they have like 15 different flavors of ranch or something. And so, <laughs> you know, me, me and my wife being like, uh, fans of ranch, we was like, let's just try to go there one time. So we ended up finding cheap ass flights, a cheap air, Airbnb. And we went there for a weekend just to, just for that restaurant. Um, but since we were there, we went to the Arch. And I was just like, why is this here? I mean, we didn't get a chance to go in. But we went down there. And we were just like, it's just like, I don't know the purpose of it. And it was like tons of people down there. And we were just like, what what do y'all do once you come once you come down here and you see it? It's like, all right, it's the Arch. Okay. Huh. Well, what else are we going to do now for the rest exactly. of the day? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now,
0: Otis went to St. Louis for Ranch he went to Ireland just to have a Guinness like, <laughs> travel first class to change the forecast type dude. So, yeah.
1: But we're, well, we're, we're going to, we're going to uh, Italy in October and I'm not sure why, what we're going <laughs> to do there, but we're going just to going Italy just to have spaghetti. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have spaghetti. I try to have whatever the native food is. Like we went to Ireland, uh, bangers and mash and fish and chips. I had tons of that shit.
2: So if you had tons of it, I'm assuming it was good.
1: Oh, yeah. Very good. Very good. The bangers and mash was pretty good. Man, the sausage, the gravy, the gravy they use for their, their sausage and mashed potatoes, fucking awesome. No. Fish and chips was great. I had tons of Guinness. I don't think I had to have Guinness ever again. Like, I'm a craft beer drinker, but Guinness is just way too heavy for me. But I had my fair share of uh, of that in Ireland, and it was pretty cool,
0: though. Uh, it was the 1995 Western Conference Finals. Sorry.
2: <laughs> All right. No, we we <laughs> yeah,
0: I did because I was curious. I love that series.
2: No, the re- the reason I, I asked if it was Pittsburgh because about the same time the Hawks were in the playoffs with Pittsburgh, and um, like the my I, I think my youngest televised hockey memory is um, you know this, this series in Pittsburgh and like the Blackhawks got fucked because like they it was uh they shot it and the goalie caught the puck but it was behind the red line and mm. it was, it was an overtime that would have won the game. They called it no goal. And like you watch the replay and it like there's, there's clearly space in between the puck and the red line. Oh, and uh, okay. you know, they, they ended up losing the series because of that. But uh, yeah, that, that's, that's why I put that together. But...
1: So uh, Brian, let's get into like these good questions. Like, so what is your, uh, what is your top five cigars?
2: It depends on the day, man. It 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 really depends <laughs> in no, in no on the day. In no particular
1: order, you just give us your favorite cigars, then.
2: Um, let's see, <clears throat> off, off the top of my head, uh, my the favorite cigar that I've ever smoked, um, was, you know, I guess uh, stereotypically a Cuban, uh, but it was a two thousand one Cohiba Esplendidos, um, that was gifted to me it was bombed to me for a uh, secret santa and that was the new year's eve smoke and uh that was by far the best cigar that i've ever had and i'm sure that you know like the environment helped that along um but i'd, I'd say my my regulars uh the uh, crown heads court reserve is up there um okay.
0: i almost smoked that tonight
2: yeah I, I just got a few more from uh, Stogie Bird. Uh, I, I sent Sam some money, and he sent me some cigars. And I told him to surprise me and told him I needed more crown heads and more Roma. And um, so, so it, was, it was heavy on that, and there were some uh, court reserves in there. Um, actually, as a matter of fact.
1: Hey, I, was, I still got my box over in the corner over I there, got, too. I, I was get, just about the point I to got
2: it. I got it sitting here so I could put it on the wall.
1: but um, oh, Okay.
2: Um, I'd say the, uh, Cro-Magnon Mode 5 is up there. Um, the Jassim Kral Zlatno Sans is up there and, uh, they're, they're not in regular production anymore, uh, which, which sucks. He's supposed to be bringing them back. Uh, as far as I know. It always
1: sucks when stuff go out of production. I hate limited edition shit. God, I hate it.
2: Um. So that's uh. That's three, right? Uh huh. Um. Look at my wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The uh. Le Bijou 1922. That was a good one. Uh. I I got a box of that when my son was born. Uh. So that I could smoke one of those every year on his birthday, and, in theory. Uh, if my son decides to smoke a cigar on his 18th birthday, his, uh, his first legal cigar will be a uh, 18-year-old my father Le Bijou Petit robusto. Um,
0: that's a
1: good list so far though. Man. I see you got a Quesada box up there.:
2: The Quesada box, a- The Quesada box is signed.
1: Oh word, okay. Uh, I,
2: I bought that box for the signature and it just so happened because it's from uh, 2012. Okay. I, I got it last year uh, from a buddy of mine on Cigar Geeks and I I bought the box for the signature. I, I like case out of cigars anyway, um, but I bought the box so I could put it on the wall and it just so happened that the cigars were really good. So, you know, bonus. Uh,
1: are you a fan of their uh, Oktoberfest cigars?
2: Uh, I've actually got a, I want to say 2016 Oktoberfest waiting for me. Uh-huh. Um, I had, I think it was the, I think the 17 was the the blue band that came in like the, the little like house looking box. Uh, that was good. Um, can't remember if I had one last year or not, but anyway, um,
1: so you got, so your 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 cigar favorites kind of range, branch out. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh I guess.
1: How did you uh come about uh Romacraft?
2: Uh just here and there. Okay. I'd say uh I'll I'll throw the La Imperiosa in as number five. Okay, that's fair. So I mean all those not in that order, but I mean you can't you can't really go wrong with uh La Imperiosa.
0: True, very true. How many cigars do you have? Do you have a, like a nice humidor somewhere with a
2: fuck ton of stuff in it, or? So I got a uh, I got a winador. Uh, oh, okay.
1: I've debating waiting on getting one of those. I just haven't for, tried to pull the trigger.
2: It's it, it's nice, dude. Temperature regulation and um, you know, I mean, <laughs> shit. I so I got I got the winador and it's I think it's a 32, 36 bottle. So it's I don't know. It's about um, three and a half, four foot tall. <clears throat> and uh, I have three of the uh, giant Povita packs in there, three sixty-five percent Povita packs in there, and that keeps it right where I want it. And temperature is always at sixty-six degrees, so that's you know sixty-six sixty-five is is like right where I want my cigars. I'm oh, okay. I seventy's fine, but I, I prefer everything aging at that temperature. So I've got that. I got a few desktops that I don't really use anymore. And then I've got a uh, a big ass like ziploc tupper door with the uh with the foam seal on it with the clamps to keep it yeah. shut. Yeah. So that's, that, that's that, what I have. Yeah, that's pretty much uh like box storage. Um and then everything else goes in the the wine door and then if I get anything that might be from a questionable source or from somebody I don't know. uh, That's when I use the desktops as kind of a uh, quarantine to to, to make sure that there's no bugs or anything in there before I put them in with general population.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, you just don't know.
2: (laughs) I like that before I put them in with gin pop. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotta be that way, man. Like I, I I had a beetle scare once and it was in uh, a, a smaller Tupper door that I had and it, it sucked, man. Like I, I found a, uh, like this, this, this little beetle inside. It was in the, I, at the time I, I, I didn't have bovitas in there. I had the, like the, the gel and I see this little bug in the gel. I was what the fuck is that? So I look at it, get the magnifying glass out and everything. Like I'm looking at it. I searched like tobacco beetle, like motherfucker. <laughs> and, um, You know, looked around, i I seen a couple, couple cigars with holes in them. Uh, After that, everything went in the freezer. And uh, now um, any shipments from overseas or from random people, anything like that, uh, they go through the freezing process before I, before I do anything with them. Oh, that's smart. So Hmm. what about you guys? Otis, you asked, so you can go first
0: while I think about it.
1: <laughs> oh, as far as this, the the five or just the favorites?
0: Yeah, just yeah. Uh, hey, I say just favorites. so it doesn't have to be five, but
1: yeah. uh, I, so my my first my first Cuban was a uh, two thousand twelve PSD four, and that's where my love of PSD fours came from. I totally love them. I end up having I think a two thousand two or two thousand three this past summer. At a herf and it was pretty dope. But that's been my favorite, uh, favorite cuban by far. Uh, Roma Craft holds some of my favorites. Uh, the Neanderthal is definitely one of my favorite uh, Roma Crafts. Uh, the Whiskey Rebellion is probably my other favorite. I mean, although I, I, I just I like the whole line in general. But Neanderthal and the uh, Whiskey Rebellion is definitely my two favorites out of that series. (sighs) Um, the Hoya and Tanyo 1970 is one of my favorites. Um, shit. Um, the crown crown heads, uh, Buckeyes, shamefully one of my favorites as well. (laughs) Um, the Jericho Hill crown heads is one of my favorites.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, if I had to pick one that wasn't any of their brands. I would probably say, man, it's just so many I like, dude. That's like I don't. Um, fuck.
2: It also depends on you know, like at that moment, what you're in the mood for.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it, it's, it's definitely mood driven. You know, some lighter. I like, I like, I like the intemperance aromas. When I'm like having coffee in the morning because 'cause they're lighter. You know, Neanderthal are definitely one of my later in the evening drinking with drinking whiskey or something sticks. Uh uh, I think Liga Liga number nine is probably still be one of my favorites. I don't I don't smoke it as much anymore just because it's just hard to to rationalize fifteen dollar sticks. Like there's a lot of sticks that I found that are, you know, reasonably priced that I don't really have to spend fifteen, sixteen, seventy bucks, you know. But if I am spending that. Uh the scene compromiso uh Steve Saka stick is pretty good. I, just,
2: I had one of those uh about two weeks ago, and that that is a, a fantastic stick.
1: Yeah, that is definitely one of my favorite sticks that I've I've had that is new. Um Dunbar make pretty much he uh Steve Saka makes some really good sticks. That's probably the best stick out of his whole lineup. Uh probably <laughs>
0: Steve Saka makes some really good sticks. Is a pretty big understatement.
1: Yeah, he he makes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like the oh that umba was god hmm I didn't really like that though. That was one of the ones I didn't
2: really care for. I like the uh, I like the smaller ones. they're, they're it's a good uh, it's a good short smoke. Yeah, um, like
0: I like those for like if you're gauging um, kind of like a I'm doing yard work and having a cigar kind of deal. If you're yeah. gauging in that in that category, the umbagog is like on the high end of just, yeah, you know, I'm bullshitting. A yard guard. Yeah, so it's like a, a high-end yard guard.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what it was made for, but I don't know. It just didn't – I didn't care for it as much. Uh, but, I mean, he makes so many other good sticks. I don't even have to even ever talk about that stick because there's so many other ones, you know. But then you start going with other, you know, cheaper sticks like uh, – what was it, A.J. Fernandez, um, New World – that's one of my favorite cheap sticks. That's like a f- five, six dollar stick. That's pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, man, it's it's just mood driven, like you say. You know, sometimes you want something stronger, sometimes you want something less. And I got the fucking shittiest lighter ever right now. No. <laughs> That'll happen when you put cheap fluid in your lighter.
2: Yep.
0: God damn, what
1: the fuck I do with my fluid. Oh, here it is.
0: See, go. this is the this is the disadvantage of us not recording together. Now you can't use yeah. my audio.
1: no, see I got mine. So I, I bought this one, the Zycar High Performance.
2: Uh, don't shake it up.
1: I don't know why I was doing that. That was that was stupid. Uh but the Thanks. Zycar High Performance is probably one of my favorite ones. Which one do you have?
2: Uh this is a uh, Calibri, but it it I, I like the Zycar better, but this was at the shop and I needed it. Uh, yeah, I always keep mine upside down. And try to move it as little as possible when I when I go to fill my lighters because if you if you shake it up like you you're you're gonna get a bad fill.
1: Mm-hmm. You sound like an organized man, bro.
2: Oh, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, like the 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 camera makes everything look good right here, but like if you've seen everything else, it's like man, this this is in fucking shambles.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm back in business now. We good now. Yeah. Yeah, there.
2: That's my uh, beautiful sound wall there.
1: Oh, that's pretty dope, though. Oh, man. He got a nice little setup. I just got a random room. He out in the bunker outside. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm
0: just outside in the wide open. <laughs> <laughs> but the mic works good, so.
2: Yeah. But no, uh, yeah, the 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 egg cartons. You want to talk about a, uh, a very expensive in labor but cheap in cost project? <laughs> like that's, every every one of those egg cartons is zip tied onto a fucking canvas.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
2: Yeah, and I got I got two of them.
0: Where, where do you where do
2: you uh, about to light up now? Um, I got this uh Espinosa Murcielago.
1: I've got seen it. that before. I've seen it before.
2: Yeah, it's a good smoke. I, I think it'll follow up the uh the Cro-Magnon nice. Which is, it's it's hard to find good cigars that, that are going to follow up most Romas in general, let alone a Cro-Magnon.
1: Have you had any of the, uh, uh, the H-Town Neanderthal? I
2: I did have an H-Town Lancero. How'd you like it? It was good.
1: So I have the weird opinion that I feel like that's not, I don't think Neanderthal is great in that format. Like I really love the Neanderthal. I bought a box of the Lanceros, but it it, it doesn't smoke as well as like the HN size is to me the best size of the Neanderthal. Oh, uh,
2: see, I think I think the H Town is the only Neanderthal that I've had.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, this sounds like a good segue for me to list my cigars. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, cuz um the the Neanderthal HN is the is the cigar that put me on Roma craft and it still is my, uh, my favorite um, I'd say readily available cigar that I, that I can get Um, not as, you know, readily available as most things, but um, yeah, it's, it's probably my number one uh, semi readily available cigar. Um, The same compromiso and um, the Sobre Mesa are are my two favorites from, um, from Dunbarton. Um, Excuse he, me. Um, I didn't like the new Sobrè Mesa as much, the Brûlée, but um, but yeah, the in general, the Sobrè Mesa is one of my favorites. Uh, let's see. Otis mentioned something else that triggered a memory of something that I like too. Um, I really like. Well, I like the La Imperiosa. I don't. I would. I don't know if I put that in my top five, but I, I do really like that one. Um, I do really like this, uh, the Buckeye land. Um, I my next cigar that I'm gonna smoke is not a regular production, but is one I really enjoy, which is um the Red Meat Lovers uh combination that Sokka did with uh Smoke In. Uh that's uh that's a whew, that's a great fucking cigar, man. Whew, that's good. Um what else, what else, what else? Talking about um lesser expensive cigars. Um, the cloud hopper is probably my favorite. Man. Oh yeah. I'm yeah.
1: glad you mentioned that. That is definitely one of my favorites. I don't know how it didn't mention any, uh, work cigars, but it's not my turn. So I'm gonna be quiet.
0: Yeah. I-, I thought of it when, when you mentioned, uh, uh, like bargain cigars, which one is that absurd?
2: That's the, uh, the absurd, uh, I, I can't remember his name right now, but the dude from a uh, dude from Warped. Uh-huh. It's his uh, his drop club, and you gotta uh, you gotta be on his fucking list, and uh, <laughs> I, you, you'll get you'll get a random email. There's no specified time or anything. It's uh, this was the second one, but um, really, yeah, he oh. did. Uh, he did. I think it was a uh, Dragon's Wish was his first one, which uh, I did get my hands on a couple of those. I traded a couple of the Absurds for the Dragon's Wish. And the Dragon's Wish was fucking phenomenal. Um,
1: Is there any cigars in the warp series that you would compare the Dragon's Wish to?
2: Not off the top of my head, no. What's so great about it? Uh, it it just had a different it had a different spice to it that, that I wasn't used to. Like it, it it was almost like a like a capsatia spice instead of like a like a normal black pepper spice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like a like a hot pepper type spice and
1: Ah oh, shit, but not nine like, shit. Yeah,
2: but not not like overpowering. But it was just a different flavor that you don't normally find, that just kind of like hit something in the brain, and it was just like, yes, this is huh. this is it right here. Uh, which that that'll remind me like one of my another one of my favorites is uh, the Scotch Bonnet from Viaje.
1: I would just as soon as you said spice and shit, it just reminded me of Viahe. God damn, hey, makes some good fucking sticks.
2: Dude, the, <laughs> the, the the whole pepper series is good, but that the Scotch I was bonnet ask
0: I was the Scotch ask bonnet is perfect. I was gonna ask you about that, because like uh, the, the Scotch bonnet was probably my least favorite one. Smoking yeah. it Yeah, well, I haven't smoked it since. I bought um I think I bought ten of them. Uh, I I was going to buy a box, but I was out at the time it came out. It came out at the same time as maybe like two or three other things I wanted to get. So I just got like five or 10 of each thing and I didn't like it right away because I'm like, and I I can't say I didn't like it right away because that makes it sound like my opinion has changed. I haven't had it since, but they're sitting there chilling. I'm interested in um, revisiting it because the Pepper series is amazing. And my favorite one is the Carolina Reaper. So that was what I was going to mention too. Uh um, when Absolutely. you mention that one.
2: You don't have any, do you? <laughs> I,
0: I have I have one.
2: Damn. <laughs> like I, I need to find more because what I want to do, I grow Carolina Reapers and I make Carolina Reaper pickles. Mm. But I so I grow Carolina Reapers and I feel that it's only it's only right that if I if I'm growing my own Carolina Reapers, I have to experience Eating just a Carolina Reaper because I'm a dumb white guy. So <laughs> but I mean it, I would've done it. If if I'm gonna do that, like I I wanna make a video of it, but I wanna smoke a Viaje Carolina Reaper after either before or after or during whatever uh eating the Carolina Reaper. Be- be- before is probably gonna be the best bet because I'll probably be out of commission afterwards.
0: Right. So. <laughs> I'll I'll dig around and see if I have a second one. Like I I said one because when I was looking for stuff to smoke, um, I have so I have um, coolers like a uh, you know uh, what's the Coleman like Coleman coolers yeah coolers um, yeah I have cooler doors and that makes it notoriously difficult for me to find things because there's so much in there. And when I was uh, looking for, I things... I don't
1: have that problem with so much in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do I, I I'm blessed and highly favored. But um <laughs> I uh
1: There you go using church uh, terms.
0: <laughs> right, how ironic. <laughs> right. Um so uh yeah, I was digging around in there and I uh I have one of them I have an actual desktop humidor inside the cooler and I lifted up the tray and I saw those. The I have I think I have maybe one I have a, maybe like two ghost peppers and then I saw the one Carolina Reaper and then the other Scotch bonnets. And I was like, man, I when I only have one left, I can't smoke it because then I won't know oh, anymore.
2: I know, it, anymore. <laughs> so I know like, it. I know it. Especially with those, because you can't get them anymore.
0: Right. So like when when it when it came out, I think I I went into a cigar lounge and just kind of stumbled upon it. And I was like, oh wait, I want to try that because I really like the ghost pepper. And I bought the one and several other things. And then I was like, oh man, this was so great. And then I stumbled up across a post in one of the cigar groups that I'm in where somebody was selling like a five pack. So I bought that Fiverr. So now I think I'm down to one. If I have two, I'll send you one, but I- I'll have to check. But yeah, yeah th- that's, was, that, those are my favorite out of that line. That
1: was, that was definitely a good one. The Scot's money. I, I didn't like it. I bought a Fiverr and I didn't like the first two I had. So I said, let me just let this other one sit for a while. And I, I went back maybe about four or five months later and they were fucking awesome. So I feel like, when well, Mike does decide to revisit them, I think he should like it, but the ghost pepper was definitely the favorite out of those series.
2: Let's see, I got I'll I got I got one tomorrow. ghost pepper. I got one ghost pepper left, and I think I've got
1: Oh, Carolina Reaper was a favorite, excuse me. Carolina Reaper, it was Carolina Reaper, ghost pepper, then probably Scotch Bonnet uh last, but I really had to let those Scotch Bonnets sit. The first I was really disappointed initially like, damn, this is it's not hitting like the Carolina Reaper or the ghost pepper. But Viache yeah, makes the, the 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 super shots are some of my favorite ones as well.
2: I got I got a a half a box left of the uh, zombie super shot super shots.
1: How'd you like? To, have you had the regular super shots versus the zombie ones?
2: I I have not had the regular. I've just had the zombies.
1: The zombies are pretty good. I I the, the thing is they sold out so fast. Can't even fucking find. I ended up buying like two of them, and I smoked them really fast. And now I'm like searching for more zombies and super shots and all that shit. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, we may have to work out a trade, man. I think I may have some stuff you may want, and we can uh, we can all figure that out.
2: Oh yeah, dude, like I'm I'm definitely always game for something like that.
1: So you because you said you've never you said you didn't have the the witchcraft nineteen, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I definitely got one of those. I could I could send you. So.
0: Well, uh, how many do you have? <laughs> I got far less than you. No, that's... <laughs> no, that's... A, I wasn't going to try to brag, but I'm like, why? I, I, I should probably donate a Witchcraft 19 because yeah. I, have, I have them to spare. And you might have, like, I don't know how many you have, but... I probably
1: have, like, six left. And so, yeah, uh, I definitely have... Oh, uh,
0: that's I, not too bad. You can send them one. <laughs> I have, like... I have five, let me,
1: like, I have five or six.
0: Uh, I legit have, like, 17. <laughs>
1: I have the I have like five or six of the nineteen, then I have one eighteen left.
2: See, I don't have any retailers around me that get in that get in heavy with Roma like that.
1: Well, like, that those are not those are not locally bought from us. Those are just online. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Now, it, and I'm not sure how how active you are with like Facebook cigar groups, but once upon a time there were tons of them, but then this ban came on Facebook when yeah. they started shutting down a lot of them. So. A lot of the times, it was even finding them through groups, um, and not necessarily buying them through groups, but finding out they were on sale on certain sites through the groups. Yeah. But now a lot of those sites are gone, so a lot of, you know, the opportunities we probably had to get stuff is kind of lessened You know, unless it's just an online sale. You know, uh, but yeah, and with Roma, the thing with Roma is that, and you, I'm I'm curious to hear because you you won that Roma Roma craft pack, didn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I want you to tell that story if you can in a second, but, um, Romacraft is one of those groups where, or one of those cigar group, uh, cigar companies that they started a Romacraft, not them as in the, um, the, the company, but like a fan page and it really fucked up everything because everybody was buying shit because they knew it was coming out, you know? So yeah. It it, it it was like the best, I mean, from, from, you know, for, for maybe Skip and Mike, it was probably awesome because it probably increased sales like crazy. But for like the normal consumers like us, it was hard to find shit. You know, everybody was, was becoming, you know, knowledgeable of, of the, of the cigars, which they're fucking great cigars. There's nothing to take away from the cigars. You know, they're awesome fucking cigars. And, uh, but the groups were just making it so fucking hard to be able to find shit. You know, stuff come on sale online and it's like gone just like that.
2: Yeah, know? it's it sucks when you're in the know for so long and then all of a sudden everybody's in the know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't wanna I don't even wanna, you know, post this cigar in in hopes of like I have a one of my other favorites is the uh the HR blue. That's one I think one of our club's favorites. Uh are you familiar with HR? series
2: uh the hiroshi romania yeah yeah
1: hr blue is probably one of the hidden hitting, hitting gems in that series regular price sticks and we just had a running joke we would post them like uh this is an okay stick don't worry about getting this out there it's just okay like eh. yeah and it's probably one of the best best sticks for the price because you got the brown which is like a 20 23 dollar stick and you know that's not really in my wheelhouse of buying sticks you Yeah, know? but that blue is fucking awesome, but it's always sold out. except for like six sixty sizes. I'm not a big sixty ring gauge or higher fan, so.
2: I'm, That's I was I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys about the you know like favorite vitolas, favorite sizes and whatnot.
1: Robusto for me is probably my favorite, <clears throat> or anything less than sixty fifty six fifty eight now, um, but when you get to sixty and higher, it's just I, and you just lose flavor. It's not the it's not the most flavorable cigars. Yeah, when you get to ring gauge, uh, so not definitely anything like I say fifty-six, fifty down, Robusto, Toro, typically are around my favorites.
0: I'd say probably about the same for me. Um, I do like to get like a, I do kind of, uh, like Lanceros. Um, sometimes you can get a whole lot of flavor in a, in a thin Lancero, but, um, yeah, Robusto probably my favorite. Like the the, um, Cro Magnon EMH lines that they you know they do for the uh, the saber tooth and the Black Irish and the Don Bosco. That's like 56, what, that 50 six. Fifty six, I think, ish ring gauge. That's about about where I would max out at. Um, oh, and the, and speaking of which, talking about my favorite cigars, uh, the Neanderthal HN is my favorite, readily available cigar. But the Black Irish is my favorite cigar. Period. Period. All right. I, I if only it's, it's unfortunate that my favorite cigar period is virtually impossible to find. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah that's my favorite one. If have I can you had,
1: get, have you I had have any, any of the Black Irish, Brian? No. Yeah, it's definitely a, a good Whoa. stick. I told <laughs> I, I told I told Mike that I'm I'm not smoking anymore. Um, I had my my Black Irish my perfect Black Irish experience is that I had a black Irish in Ireland.
2: As a black person?
1: As a black person.
2: That's, so, about as, that's about as black Irish as you can get.
1: Yeah, so that is my moment of, of, of the black Irish, and I don't have to have any more again. So What
2: if, what if you go back to Ireland?
1: I'll, have an, I'll find another one somehow. <laughs> but I don't see myself going back to Ireland. Because, uh, you know, we, me, and my wife, me and my wife got this thing where we're probably not going to repeat a place because there's so many places to go. So we're probably not going to go back to Ireland. Ireland was great, though. It was experience. It was one of those places where people, even people there was asking us, like, why did we come there? And not in a, like, why are you black people here? But it was more of like, <laughs> like why did you decide to come to Ireland? It's not like a tourist place. And, you know, and it was, and I, and I would admit, it really wasn't my idea to do Ireland. My wife wanted to go. But for me, just going to a new place was pretty dope. So... You know, it was it was it was enjoyable. We got a chance to drive around, you know, drive on the other side of the street, you know, drive in a right hand steering wheel and all that shit. So it it was pretty dope though.
2: And so I've I've definitely always wanted to go. I'll get there someday. Um but yeah, and, and why? Why the the why is I don't know, man. Like there I mean you, you think historically, like there's not a lot of mainstream history there. Uh you, you have history, you know, it it's a very old country with you know you got you got the castles and you got everything else that was Uh, that
1: was one of the reasons my wife wanted to go for the castles
2: yeah uh which i i would love to see that but uh strangely enough like to see that much green like i i don't know if it intrigues me or if it's just like just seeing pictures of it and just thinking like i've got to see that in person um and of course you know you have the 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 Irish stereotypes where you just go and get hammered and have a great time and you know, all that, but
1: yeah, I mean, it was, you know, to be it, to walk into like 4,000 year old castles or to go to like 10,000 year old cemeteries and shit, you know, was, you know, pretty surreal. Um, You know, to go to like the Cliffs of Mora, if you're familiar with that. Yeah. That's like an unreal experience to see that. Uh We didn't do the uh, Northern Ireland just because, it's like crazy up there right now, uh, just with their people. So they're having a lot of discourse in Northern Ireland.
2: Now, see, I'm and, and I'm I'm going I'm sure I sound real ignorant when I say that you know there's not a lot of mainstream history, but um, you know, like that's I I, I started listening to uh, I, I I doubt you guys on nobody's gonna fucking know this guy, but uh, is uh, Blind Boy. Uh, You're absolutely a, right. Yeah, he, he's he's a, so when when I first found these guys, uh, they had they had a video on YouTube called Horse Outside, but it's these two Irish guys and they wear plastic bags over their faces, um, <laughs> with 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 their eyes and mouth cut out. But uh, it like the the, the song it's actually a, a political song making fun of the you know whatever. But anyway, this dude's got a podcast and I just found it and I started listening to it and like learning you know like seeing kind of a little bit of the political side of Ireland uh, now and a little bit of history. And it's just like, wow, that's pretty fascinating. Um, but, yeah. Do they, again, do they record currently? Uh, Blind Boy, yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I I might have to check them out just on your suggestion. It just sounds funny. Um, my,
0: my ignorant ass, the first time when Otis got back from Ireland, my dumb ass was like, did everybody sound like Conor McGregor? <laughs> 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 They asked me like, "Why'd you come to Ireland?" I just want to see if y'all all sound like Conor McGregor. That's just,
1: <laughs> well, I was accent, curious. The accents were very, very strong. But like, I think of two things when I think of Ireland. I think of Sons of Anarchy. And,
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: I think of Game of Thrones. Yep. But neither was in the lower part of of Ireland. Like, I think wherever the place was, and I can't think of the name of the place that 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 his baby got. Uh,
0: Belfast.
1: Yeah, Belfast. That was Belfast. Was up north, and then where Game of Thrones were. Some Game of Thrones and Field was up north too. So, they like I say, they have a lot of like civil discourse in Northern Ireland. So we decided not to go there,
2: just yeah,
1: because we're foreigners and they're gonna know we're foreigners. And we decided. I, I don't.
2: I don't see how they would know that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Like, are you sure? But it was funny though. Um, Meanwhile,
0: you just spoiled Sons of Anarchy for people who might not have watched it. Like, no, that's not a spoil
1: though. Yeah. You said his son got kidnapped. Like, oh, that a, part. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a huge spoiler. <laughs> yeah, that's a youth. My, bad. my bad. Yeah. <laughs> but if you ever watched Sons of, the, some of the Anarchy? At this point, shit.
0: Yeah, fuck it.
2: Yeah, it's been over for how many years?
1: Yeah, oh, many. <laughs> uh, so, but um, yeah, it, it, it was a pretty cool trip though. Definitely. If you ever get a chance, it's, it's pretty cool. I think it was for us. It wasn't even that much. I think it was end up like. It was like twelve hundred, twelve hundred a person. No, I'm sorry, about twelve hundred total, like six hundred a person, and that was our flight, our hotel, and our rent a car.
2: That's not bad at all.
1: And we stayed mm. five nights, I think. So what is that, meat lovers?
0: Yeah. What you have? Yeah, the red meat lovers. I said I was gonna smoke it next.
1: Do you have any more of those? I would love to buy one of them off of you.
0: Yeah, no, I got like uh, I bought a ten pack. I probably smoked. This might be the third, maybe fourth one. So I have oh, yeah. six, we're, we're, five or six we'll talk.
1: <laughs> uh so uh Brian, are you into like craft beers or anything?
2: Yeah. Uh not not so much any more than I that, that I was before, but um
1: What changed? Uh I
2: I go I go back and forth with keto. So oh, okay. You know, you, you can't drink craft beer on keto. Uh, that's where the whiskey comes in. You drink so any
1: beer on keto?
2: Uh, every like as a treat sometimes. Um, you know, if uh if I've been good for a while uh, with with my carbs and I'll I'll like I'll plan ahead. Like I I won't eat any carbs at all, and then at night I'll have two or three. You know, and that that'll kind of balance itself. But yeah,
1: fuck food. I mean, if you can get a good beer shit. Yeah, I don't go without food.
2: No, that's uh. I've got, I got a few Dark Lords left. I got some, um, some Goose Island, uh, uh, Bourbon County variants.
1: Yo, so Bourbon County is one of those ones I cannot fucking find again. Yeah. It's so like I went to Chicago a couple of years ago during around Christmas, and it was like tons of that shit there, but I didn't think to grab any and take home. But it's just not one of those things you find in Michigan at all. Yeah, and if it does. It's just going really fast.
2: Well, it's it's one of those limited releases that it it's a wide release in the area, uh, but it's sold out like that. Like I I got mine aftermarket. Um a buddy of mine was was clearing some shit out uh and I happened to get uh four bottles of that and a couple others. Um but no, like as far as like the 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 beers like that, I'm just getting into that. Um like I, I was, you know, typical bearded white guy with the IPAs um, <laughs> and then like started getting more into stouts and porters, uh, especially with cigars. Uh-huh. So like now I'm revisiting a lot of shit that I didn't like in the past and finding that that fits my palate now. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, especially now that I drink more, more whiskey and scotch than ever before. So I, I think so, that that goes along with it.
1: So while we're on the kind of the subject of whiskey scotch, what are some of your uh, favorite whiskey scotches?
2: Well, uh, <laughs> I mean this is this is definitely going to be up there the the bottle of Blantons. Um, other go tos. Uh, one of the staples in my cabinet is Woodford Reserve.
0: Okay. Um, big
2: Woodford fan. Oh yeah. Uh, all of them too. Uh, the the rye the Uh, the double oak like they're like I I haven't had a bad one yet Um, depending on my mood like the Laphroaig isn't bad if I'm if I'm looking for something more on the PD side but um, uh, a couple of the Glen Mirages are are nice but yeah staple wise the the Woodford, Woodford Reserve is is always available it's always at a good price and hell it's always gonna get the job done that's for sure. <laughs> but um yeah I think I think that's that's pretty much it there. I mean I, I, I keep a bottle of crown for you know all right I've already had enough and I'm not gonna taste it anyway so I'll I'll drink some crown. I I just got this from uh, uh, Costco. I I never heard of it before. Um but new Riff. And I haven't heard of
1: it either. I've heard uh, of it. Before. For you know, I, I, I tried it. I think I
2: tried it in Kentucky, and it was yeah. Cool. It's a, a hundred proof bourbon, uh, But but that was actually pretty good. Um, so yeah, I'll probably pick up another bottle of that. But um, yeah. Kelly from uh, Bearded Idiot sent me a few samples, and it was like Elijah Craig, barrel proof, or no, a uh, single barrel, uh, a Michter's ten year, and then. God damn! I can never remember the fucking third one. But anyway, like all, all three of those were were really good. But most of them, like I, I don't think I could find any of those three on a regular basis. So yeah,
1: I think for me, um, Buffalo Trace, Eagle yeah. Rare, Eagle Rare. Uh, bullet Rye. Um, probably shit. What's the third one? I just started it's a one called JP Weiser. That's a Canadian whiskey. And they have a ride that's pretty good. Uh came a, I stumbled upon that recently. And uh, um fuck. I can't think of a fourth offhand. But it you know, speaking of Blantons, like we had a uh we had we split a bottle of Blantons at uh our last meetup in August and it's just Blantons is just hard to fucking find. Um That been, and Weller. Well, yeah, Weller too. Uh I end up I I got lucky and caught a guy in one of the uh bourbon groups who was selling some uh Weller, and I had got a bottle of the um, 107 and the Special Reserve. And I think the 107 is definitely my favorite out of the two. Um, Did you have, like, a liter of that fucking 107, Mike? I did. It's just fucking hard to find. It's just not allocated here. Uh, Funny story, I'm not familiar with just uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery. So, Buffalo Trace Distillery has Buffalo Trace. Eagle Rare, Blanton's, those are the regular ones, and then you have, like, your pappies and all that. The funny thing about Eagle Rare in Kentucky is that most all of the Eagle Rare in Kentucky is allocated out of the state. People in Kentucky can't find Eagle Rare. The strangest shit ever. Hmm. Now, you would think of, of a liquor that's actually made in the state, and you can't find it there, but they cannot find... We met some guys at a cigar lounge when we went and we, we talked about, you know, just bourbons and stuff. And they were talking about how they just can't find Eagle rare there at all. And it just seems crazy that all of the Eagle rare get like shipped out of the state and stuff. Craziest shit I've ever heard of. But if you ever get a chance to go to Kentucky, Bu- Buffalo Trace Distillery is a, a pretty good tour.
2: Dude, they, they they make so much stuff, man. That, that's like you, you could probably spend all week in that distillery and and barely scratch a surface of everything that they make.
1: Yeah, and even cool, the uh the Blantons uh building where they do all the Blantons bottling and so forth. It's a small group of like ten or twelve people. And so you familiar with the Blantons and how their tops are, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we were asked them like how do they bottle it? do they pick certain tops to put on certain bottles? And it's literally just a box of tops and they just grab them off and put them on there like there's no rhyme or reason of how they do it
0: know yeah.
1: and we take so much you know uh, we pay so much attention to the tops and want to collect them and stuff like that and they just don't give a fuck they just grab a top off it's just their job no you' of bottle put it on there move it down the line and keep moving <laughs> now
2: you're you're just talking about the between the the letters right?
1: Yeah, the letters. Yeah, the letters. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. I I, I was going to say I know about the letters. I didn't know if like there was different designs on top other than that.
1: Oh, no. I, you know, I mean the the designs is different. You know how the, it's different movements of the uh the horse. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So all of the different move all the different letters have different If you put all of the letters ah,
2: I never noticed that. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, I it's, always you know, just paid attention you know to the letters.
1: And all of the letters are a different stride of the horse.
0: All right. Cool. Is is yours an L? It's a T. Oh, okay.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I have a I have a O because they gave they gave out one for so people who had the same letter when we went to when I went to the uh, the tour, and so they gave me a O. Um, but yeah, all of the different letters are different stride of the horse.
2: Oh, that 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 I didn't notice. I I knew they had the different letters. I didn't know they had different strides.
1: Yeah, so if you see a different a different stride, it's definitely gonna be a different letter of the uh, blends of the different horse. But yeah, so people collect those as well, so it's pretty yeah, they have ones that they they ship exclusively overseas. I think it's a different label. I think the label is green or something versus like that cream label or something like that. so it's it's funny because I oh oh, that's not a different place, I was about to say. I went to uh Maker's Mark and they gave us a bunch of like the random like labels and shit. so Maker's Mark is a pretty dope place too. Uh, granted I don't really like Maker's Mark as much as I do any other ones but their tour is pretty dope and they just freely just give you out random labels and shit it's pretty dope yeah
0: that's my oh go Go ahead ahead. no go ahead I was gonna say um, my bourbon list is similar to Otis's starting with Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare Um, like you mentioned Woodford uh, one of of my faves Um, I like uh, oh fuck Otis oh, would be mad. He forgot uh, Colonel Taylor. Ah! The
2: E H Taylor.
1: Yeah, E H Taylor. Uh, and fuck the store. Um, Mike, uh, ABC has small batch on sale, but I'm pretty sure if I try to stop there it tomorrow, it's going to be sold out. So
0: yeah, well, I'm fr- I'm free tomorrow, so I might give it a I might give it a glance.
1: If you do, let me know. My PayPal is ready.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh that the small batch and the four grain um our favorites. Definitely. Um uh what else? What else? It's not um Oh Sazerac
1: Rye was there too, Mike, just just
2: dude, that's, I, I oh, need yeah, to find so, some of that. I need to find some baby Saz.
0: Yeah, so, uh, shit. We do too. Somebody messaged us uh <laughs> saying that they had it today. So
1: Yeah, um, that same place. That was ABC had baby says and uh um small bats. But continue, Mike, my bad.
0: No, I was saying I was uh, I might swing by there tomorrow and see uh see if they still have any. Um I'm off work the next few days, so um yeah, ready to uh enjoy some rare time off. But yeah, um and then um midwinter nights nice dram is one of my favorites too. It's dumb expensive oh, and up. I've only had the one bottle, but um yeah, that was, that was great too. Um, yeah, that's all I could think of off the top of my head.
2: Uh, I, I was just going to mention, like you mentioned, uh, like going to the distilleries and whatnot. Uh, me and my wife were trying to decide where we we're going to go on vacation, uh, at the end of October. And, you know, it was kind of coming down between like California, Vegas and new Orleans. And then she just all of a sudden, she's like, what about Tennessee? I was like, well, I mean, if you want to, like, get a cabin or something, you know, something like that. Because, like, this is going to be our first vacation away without the kid. Uh, oh,
0: nice. I was about to say, like, you're to take your kid, take yeah, your kid no. to like, a,
2: a bourbon tour now? Yeah. Hey, oh, hey man, kids. you, you got to make it happen. But um, uh, she's like, well, they have, like, you know, whiskey distilleries and wineries and this and that. I was like, well, if you want to go somewhere for whiskey, which she doesn't drink whiskey, uh, uh, I was like, you know kentucky bourbon trail is is where we would go and um which this like the whole my whole thing with this vacation is it's it's all about her because every vacation that we've taken you know well it's been cigars or uh centered around my family or she was pregnant at the time so it's like no that you're you're not pregnant like we're we're not taking kenny uh i want you to go where you want to go and do what you want to do and actually enjoy yourself for a change. Not saying she didn't enjoy herself before, but
1: hey Brian, uh, quick question before you continue. How far are you guys wanting to drive?
2: Uh we're going uh, we decided we're going to uh New Orleans uh we're gonna be flying.
1: So oh well, New Orleans would be pretty good there.
2: Yeah. And uh she sent me sent me uh a, a screenshot of the hotel that she picked out and um uh it's uh French quarters it's like Fucking perfect because yep, I could we stayed, when
1: I went. I went on my uh, my honeymoon, we we went to Houston and then we went to uh, New Orleans and we stayed in the French quarters in New Orleans and it was pretty fucking dope. So, you guys have pretty you guys have fun down there,
2: yeah. That's that's I mean, oh, that's obviously the goal, but I, I think we'll do right. it right. like she doesn't believe in ghosts. And I was like, <laughs> like when, when, when she brought up new Orleans is like, well, how do you feel about like ghost tours and cemetery tours, shit like that? Cause I mean, that's, that's a huge part of new Orleans. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if I believe in ghosts or not, but I mean, I've, I've had some interesting experiences and heard some interesting stories and whatnot, but like cemeteries and whatnot like that, that shit kind of, you know, like seeing, uh, seeing stuff on that. It it's like well it'd be kind of cool to see, you know, like these places because, uh, like I said, that's involved in the history there. Um, but I don't know if we'll end up doing anything like that or not. One thing's for sure, we'll be eating some fucking food. The and, food is
1: fucking awesome, man. Yeah. There's tons of fucking places that you guys can. Uh, there's right in like the French Quarter area, so there's no no lack of of, of food food places. Yeah. And it's uh, a few cigar spots that's down there as well.
2: That's yeah, the, dope. the only one I know of off the top of my head is the uh, the cigar factory. Um, I don't know if it's any good or not, uh, but no, I imagine it's, we'll be making a stop. It's, a,
1: it's, two, it's like a few cigar factories, but it's one where they actually do like the rolling. So that's cool to like see it. Other than that, I've never had any of their sticks. I just kind of watched the rolling. I, no, I take that back. I have had one of our guys brought some back. And after like sitting for a little while, they were pretty good. but just seeing the rolling in is pretty good, but there's a couple of cigar spots, and if I remember them, I'll definitely uh, see you they were They were right in the like French, French Quarter area, right um, on pretty dope. so you guys have to have good fun though.: Pretty good fun down there.
0: Mike, you been to New Orleans?: I have not. It's one of the um, one of the few places that I haven't been in this country that I'd like to go to. Um, I feel like I've aged out of Miami, but, um, New Orleans is, um, one of the places I'd like to go to and I'd like to go to Atlanta again as an adult. I went as like a teenager. So, (laughs) um, I want to go to Atlanta as an adult. That's pretty much it. Like, I can't really think of too many other places that I haven't been to that I'd like to go to. I'd like to see Mount Rushmore, but I don't want to go to where the fuck is that? Like South Dakota or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I want to fucking so, go! There.
2: <laughs> all right. So Atlanta, uh, like three, four years ago, um, I was down in Atlanta for work. Uh, I used to work for whole foods. I was down there for support at another uh, distribution center and we got, we had one day to go out and do something and we went to a, a Braves game. And then after that, the Blackhawks were playing in the playoffs. Mm. And so after the game, it was like the start of the third period. It's like, all right, Let's try to get to a place so we can watch the rest of the game. So we get a cab, and we're downtown Atlanta.
0: Y'all go to Magic City?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> that pause made me think that his wife was to the podcast, and he was like, <laughs> no. Uh, so,
2: uh, no. <laughs> so, we get, so we get to this place. I'm not paying attention to where the fuck we're at. Like I'm, I'm already fucking half in the bag at this point, and I just want to watch the Blackhawks play hockey. So we get to this place and it's a it's a decent sized bar probably about like 20 TVs or so and there's one table open that that fits us there's like 8 or 9 of us and we sit down and we're we're a little ways away from the TV but we could see it and see what's going on and um like nobody else is watching it and the bartender changed the channel. So I I'm a loud person. All right, like I and, um, so he changes the channel and I look, and it's like, Hey, what happened to the fucking Hawks?
0: <laughs> oh,
2: and the guy's like the Hawks, like they've They're been done. Today. They've been, they've been done for a month. <laughs> it's like I thought about, it, I was like, no, the fucking Blackhawks dude, hockey. <laughs> He's like, Oh, so like, you know, he ends up turning it back and it turned, we're in the fucking Phillips center where the fucking Hawks play basketball. It's like,
1: Oh, y'all were oh. there. Yeah. <laughs> They had just a random bar that y'all could just go into.
2: That's that's interesting. I would never yeah, thought they, that. Yeah, they had like a the the bar. Like,
0: Wait, so hold on. So you were in the Phillips Center, watching, what was the the Thrashers? No,
2: it was. Uh, I actually don't remember who they were playing, but it was a uh, it was the Blackhawks versus whoever in the playoffs. But I you wasn't know.
0: watching an Atlanta team
2: though.
0: No. Oh, okay. So you were in phillips you were in phillips watching a different game
2: no it was uh it was the bar like the the street the the storefront on the street Uh uh-huh the bar at the phillips center
0: and so you weren't actually in the phillips center
2: no no like not not in the arena or anything Oh, because
0: my thought was like why would they turn off their own game
2: no 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 no
0: (laughs) mike it was probably like how you could
1: go to the bars at lca but not go to the actual like game and shit yeah. I'm thinking it was just like that.
0: But I still would think they wouldn't turn the channel on their own. Only- yeah, why
1: would you just turn the channel? You got people watching and shit.
2: No, no. It it was definitely an out of out of state oh, uh, okay. situation there. But Yeah, hey, what happened to the fucking Hawks? What are you talking about? They've been done for a month.
1: <laughs> I just thought you were about to tell me that you was y'all was in a strip club and that random t- titties and ass and start <laughs> showing up and shit. And I'm
2: like, oh okay, y'all was in a uh, strokers or some shit. No, no, no. Is that a
1: real strip club? Strokers? Yep. Strokers, Magic City are the two major strip clubs in Uh, Atlanta. I know Magic City, but Strokers? Like,
0: oh, shit. No,
2: that's a – What
0: an interesting name for a strip club.
1: I've been to one, and I can't remember which name it was, but I went to one of those. I know we're called Strokers, but you're not allowed to do that while you're here. You can't stroke anything (laughs) here, buddy.
2: We took took, took, uh, my cousin for his 19th birthday up to Windsor, and – Ended up going to Cheetahs up there. Uh, oh
0: no, we're familiar with that.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of Win, Windsor for us is Chicago for you. E- exactly. For
1: it's even yeah, that, that's pretty much the same distance of what you described.
2: Well, that's I I have family in Bell River, like uh, up up there in Windsor, um, but yeah, we 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 took my cousin from Florida up to uh, Windsor for his nineteenth birthday because uh, he's in Florida, he can't do shit for his nineteenth birthday. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was, it was so fun watching this kid have, cause I'm, I'm like 21, 23, somewhere around there at the time. And, um, it was so fun watching this kid have a fucking blast at the strip club. His mom, <laughs> his mom is like super, super, super religious and like seeing her kid do this shit was just <laughs> hilarious.
0: <laughs> Man, That's I took, fun. uh. When I was, um, I don't know, maybe like in my early 20s, um, we had, I don't know if they still exist anymore, but there were like these spots in Detroit where um, they were like strip clubs, but they weren't strip clubs, so there were no rules. It's like you would have to know about the spot and just go there. Like and, those,
2: the lingerie shows? Mm,
0: yeah, you could, yeah, you could call it that, but they weren't wearing <laughs> much lingerie. No. But it was like no rules in the sense of like it's just chicks naked you pay you you fucking whatever like no rules and man we took our fucking uh my best friend's like he was probably like 16 at the time or some shit and you would think like it's like like taking a a five-year-old the toys are us and they're just like walking around looking like oh my god look at all this greatness around me that's what it was like taking this 16 year old to this thing it's like Oh my God! Like this is great. Like, like he was way too excited.
2: Like like a kid in a candy store.
0: Yes, and like even then, you would think you would think a sixteen year old would have some kind of decorum. Like <laughs> like hey, play it cool, man. Like <laughs> don't turn up like this. Like, he was so excited, and <laughs> just like looking around and smiling and just eyes wide as fucking. I don't know. I don't know, man. Saucers. Yeah, saucers or aliens. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I remember going to those
1: parties. Uh, and it's funny just to talk about Canada because when I was like 19, 20, my best friend, he was like 21, 22. And so we couldn't go to clubs over here. So we would go to just – not to strip club, just a regular clubs over in Canada because you only, you'd be 19 to drink. So we would go there. But then when I turned 21 – I had friends that were 20 and 19, and so it kind of switched roles. That instead of them taking me to go because I was younger, so I was. How, how, how old are you? I'm 39. All so right, we're so, the same age.
2: So I, I'm guessing like Dante, <laughs> Dante's and Peppers and those places? Dante,
1: mm-hmm. Dante's, Peppers. I think, pe- I don't know if Dante's the Peppers was the fuck. What, we just talked about this, Mike, I thought, recently. Uh, Don Cherry.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Man.
1: Don Cherry's, and there used to be this one club called, uh, fuck, uh, Music Cafe. Music Cafe, and they just it's funny, it just tore that down like five, six years ago. I remember seeing a news article about it. But Music Cafe used to be open on-
0: you, you had to have seen an article because you're banned from Canada.
1: Yeah, well, I'm banned <laughs> to this year. I, I could go back this year. I had a 10-year ban from Canada, Brian. But
2: I'm, I'm, Four? You, you can't oh. not elaborate on that.
1: Oh no! It's just a—you a, have a DUI in the states. All right. You right. Can't go to Canada for ten years. So I had a DUI in '09, and so I would be—I sh- should be eligible this year to go back to Canada.
2: Now, see, I, I took the chance. Uh, my cousin got married, and oh, well, he took see. the
0: chance, but his ass got sent back. Oh yeah, I took the chance. Oh. <laughs> so I took the chance. What was that three years ago? It was more than, oh, no, wait, yeah. No, that's about right, because it was for. um.
1: It's for your daughter's birthday birth. Your, daughter, your daughter's oh, was, uh, baby shower.
0: No, no, no. It was for um, uh, like a like a pre-wedding thing.
1: Oh, so more, a little more than three. So Yeah,
0: so three almost, years,
1: give or take. Four years. Almost four Yeah, years. so Mike was getting married, and they was having like a pre-wedding, pre-get-married party, whatever you want to call it.
0: It was and called we were, a Jack and Jill was what they called it. I don't know if that's a U.S. term or a Canadian term, but it was called a Jack and Jill where it was like, hey, okay. like, you, know how you okay. have like a bridal shower and a bachelor party. It was a thing where both, both. Yeah, like
2: a, a a combined bachelor, bachelorette party.
0: Yeah. yeah I, so I said both genders. Two of the 17. Two of the 32. That exists. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, we were going to his and me and my wife was going and they stopped us and Long story short, they were like, you know, you had a DUI, so you not, you can't come over for 10 years. So they pulled us over. We got searched and all this other crazy shit. And then they kept it – it was funny. It kept pissing me off. They kept saying, like, well, your wife can stay, but, you know, you're going to have to go back. I'm like, motherfucker, we're in the same car. What do the fuck you mean she can stay and I, can, I have to go back? Like, what do you expect me to do, like, potentially the next four hours? Like, just, just chill? Like, can I go to a bar? Like, what the fuck you want me to do?
2: You, you can hang out can in the like, fucking uh, duty-free.
1: No, and the thing is, he said it like three times, dude. And I'm like, are you fucking sick? Like, I felt like he was, like, trying to get me to, like, react and shit. Like, are you serious? You, 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 are you going to really keep saying this? So they made me go through all this paperwork, and they were like, well, you can pay whatever certain amount to file paperwork to come over.
2: For the like, queen's dude, pardon?
1: Dude, I'm like, <laughs> we we just, we just go home. And he's like, well, you sure? Your wife can stay. And I'm just like, what the fuck you want me to do, dog? So you can walk,
0: you can walk the earth like Jules Winfield. Bruh. <laughs> walk the earth.
1: So we got turned around and that's when I found out I couldn't go over. So uh this year marked the tenth year, and I believe it's when your conviction started or something. Or so it was like May or June. So at this point I'm free to go over there based on that, but yeah. I haven't tried yet. So whatever. I think
0: it I think it was just a you because I I had a DUI in 2005 and I've a hundred percent been to Canada prior to 2015.
2: No, my, my, my dad, my dad wasn't able to go back. Uh, He couldn't go back for work uh, because of, you know, something like that in the past. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a DUI, but uh, he tried going for work and they denied him entry at at that time, uh, which is how I realized like, well, shit, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. But if you
1: pay that money, though, you can go, though, because I just I have a co-worker who, who lives in Canada and he had a DUI on this going across. And he couldn't drive for like three four months, but now he could drive and he goes back and forth. I'm assuming he spent tons of fucking money. Yeah. You know, get and he has like the whole breathalyzer thing in his car where he you know had to do that yep. shit to drive. And I still want to ask him to see it because I've never actually seen it in person. <laughs> but I haven't I haven't got enough nerve to ask him to see it.
2: One of the but, uh, dudes I work with has that right now. I'll see if I get a picture of it.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, man. So, I'm assuming he paid a bunch of fucking money, man. But he makes a bunch of money anyway, so
2: whatever. No, it's, I, I was looking into it before my cousin's wedding. And uh, it, it was like $350 or $500, somewhere around there. I was like, you know what? We'll just take, take the chance. And uh, got up there fine. Coming back. It was funny because, like, I had, like, Nine beers out of a twelve pack in the trunk, and then like a couple of twelve packs of pop, soda, whatever you want to call it. Pop. And, uh, pop. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so like we had like a a twelve pack of Mountain Dew and a twelve pack of Coke or some shit, and uh, like they they stop us at the at the border. They're like, yeah, you got anything to declare? I was like, yeah, I got like you know nine beers in the trunk and some some pop. So it's like, all right, you know, pull over, they, they open up the trunk and they look at it and their concern was why are you bringing the pop back over the border? Like, cause I didn't want to leave it at the hotel. All
0: right. Cause so I like, it?
2: they're, 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 they don't give a shit about the beer. They're inspecting the fucking Mountain Dew and the Coke. Like we're fucking smuggling shit in through there. It's like, really? Like you're, you're concerned about the, the, the pop, not the beer. <laughs> Like, the the, the mix-and-match beer that I have in the trunk, like, you're not concerned about that? I went
0: over once when I was probably 20, we'll say. And um, I – obviously, like, when you're 20, going over there to get, you know, alcohol is – everybody's doing that here in Detroit. You know, it's yeah. a free pass to drink. And I'd go over there. I bought – I was visiting some chick who was going to the college in Windsor, and I bought a six-pack of Coronas or something like that. And um, I brought back however many of them I had left and they were just in the trunk. And they, when I pulled up, they had me pop the trunk and immediately I was sweating bullets. Cause I'm not old enough to drink in the United States. So at the yeah. time, so I'm like, Oh man, Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. <laughs> and they popped the trunk. They looked around, they closed it and they told me to leave. And I'm like, yep. there's, it wasn't hidden. Like there's no way they didn't see that shit. But I, I don't know. I get, like you said, I guess they just didn't care. No, that's but now. I, I go back. Like my wife is Canadian, so I go back and forth to Canada probably twice a month. So I, I never get pulled in, and I use that to my advantage. I bring all kinds of shit back and forth. Yeah, like I mean, not anything illegal or anything like that, but just shit I don't declare. Like if I bought a bottle of liquor while I was over there, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, I bought liquor. I'm just like, no, nah, I got nothing, and just yeah,
2: like, let me through. No, that's I. You know, like I said, I have family in Windsor. And every time that we went up there, that was the excuse. Like, yeah, I'm visiting family. You know, me, me and a few friends in the car. Yeah, visiting family. Never any problems. Like, the only problem I ever had was when we had pop in the fucking trunk. And it's like, <laughs> and, and at, that, at that time, I'm like fucking 34, 35. You know, oh, wow. I'm like, come on.
0: <laughs> you kidding me? What are, are you doing with it? this sprite, sir? Yeah. <laughs>
2: like- yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Who are you going to feed this Mountain Dew to, sir? What are you doing
2: with it? It's too much caffeine, son.
0: That's declaring, why I'm
2: declaring this Fanta. Uh,
0: no. It would
2: it would have been a problem if it was Fago. <laughs>
0: right. Y'all get fake y'all get Fago in uh Indiana.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I seen Otis's reaction when I said Fago, just shaking his head. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you you could find it in some stores around here.
0: I don't. I don't know how far Fago travels, so I'm just curious. No,
2: that's, I mean, I, I was young once. I, uh, I, I was. Uh, I was a fan of ICP for a short period of time. So, you know, Fago was running through the house whenever we could find
0: it. Insane clown it. posse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not
2: yeah, not, anymore. They, not anymore. Not anymore. Let me let me clarify. Uh, not they, anymore.
1: Could they I used to spray Fago everywhere at yeah, concerts. Yeah,
2: stuff. I know. I know. It's, uh No,
1: I was just telling Mike, I don't know, Mike is not, although Mike is half white, he doesn't really fuck with his white side, so I'm pretty sure Mike doesn't know nothing about
0: that. I don't know nothing about what? ICP, ICP, ICP and their uh, Fago was? thing? I didn't know they did a fago thing. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, yeah. I knew who ICP was, though. <laughs> but, but it was maybe because Eminem talked shit about them, so. Yeah. Like, were these guys? <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's that's a whole nother fucking story. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> so did you ever you've you, you talked with the bearded on. idiots on a few yeah. occasions. That's a nice ass you got there.
0: It's like, man, no touch ups, just perfect burn, man. Sokka. Sokka's the guy. Speaking of uh sorry to cut you off, Otis, but uh speaking of uh guys in our group, Skip Martin is is in our group and he he doesn't post but he will like he'll like stuff like on the low. Yeah. So, kind of cool just interacting with Skip every now and then.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, Never got a chance to meet Skip. Uh, Met Mike, though, and he was pretty dope. Um, Skip doesn't come to Michigan. Skip doesn't do many – I don't think Skip does much up North Travels, period. Like, I've seen him at places down south uh, other than Texas rarely. Like, I think the only place I've seen him down south was, like, Texas and then Florida. So that's that's must be <laughs> must be nice as you know as a, a business owner you don't have to touch nowhere where it's cold. Yeah,
0: but he was at he was at that c- some cigar thing in Denver. Yes.
1: Uh, oh, dude. R- let me r- tell you how much I, yep. I re- We're we're really as a cigar group, at least the admins, me, Mike, and Tony are planning to go there next year. That cigar event looks so fucking dope, dude. Yeah. Are you familiar with that one? The Rocky Mountain cigar? Uh,
2: uh, just, just just, as of late when I was seeing uh, Riste and Skip post about it.
1: Yeah, that one looked – and the flights are pretty pretty inexpensive. That would be one I would really want to go to. Like I've seen the big smoke in Vegas and other, other stuff, but that one just looks more people-friendly, like people yeah. are hanging and, you know, kicking the shit and so <laughs> forth. And to know that, that Roma Craft had like a full presence there – it just made my envy grow just to see that they were actually there. Like I would yeah. absolutely love to go, to go there. Um, especially since I've never been to uh, Colorado. So to knock that off the list and go for cigars, it's just, you know, yeah, that's, that's just the, you know, the combination. So I'm definitely looking forward. I'm going to uh, keep these guys abreast, uh, Mike and our other admin, Tony, uh, cause we're definitely going to plan for that next year.
2: Yeah. That's like Rocky mountain. Uh, what is it? Cats down in Texas, uh, no fucks given down in Texas. Like so many like giant cigar fests that you see. And it's just like, man, I would love to go to these, but like, if I, if I have one a year that I could go to, like that's, I, I'm meeting up with my buddies some Cigar Geeks. Oh, you know? for sure. So now,
1: now what, what social network are you guys with Cigar Geeks?
2: Uh, it's just CigarGeeks.com. Oh, okay. So.
1: I don't know if it's like a Facebook group because, like, like B O B O T L is like a, just an internet uh, social group. Yeah, but, but yeah, I'm definitely want to want to try to go to that one. Um, I haven't I'll seen be right much back.
0: I, I need to fill up my cup. All right, do it. Uh,
1: it's not too many. I've want like I've kind of wanted to go to burn smokers with Drew Estates, but I don't really do a lot of Drew Estates to sticks much anymore. Uh, so, but just the experience of going to like you know. And seeing just the process of how that works would be pretty dope. So
2: Dude, I would I would love to take the uh cigar safari with Drew Estates. Like as as much as I'm not like a fanboy or anything, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about that trip. And yep. I mean they do have enough good cigars to, you know, uh justify. Yeah,
1: to keep me yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I if I had to do that, that's what Nicaragua. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I was going out over there I would want to go to Esteli to go to Roma uh spot there. Uh but I think if I went anywhere over there we'd probably satisfy my 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 need to to you know, is checking out just the Oh yeah. the process of the farms and just the, all that stuff. It would be pretty dope.
2: As much as I would love to go to Cuba for like the nostalgia uh and and what like, I, I, I really think that the better experience is going to be in Nicaragua.
1: Yeah, I don't think you compare. Like, I went to – I did a day trip to Cuba in March. Well, I went on a cruise, and uh, one of our days was to do a, a trip to uh, Cuba. So, we stayed there for like eight or nine hours. Yeah. We did a tour of a cigar factory. I forget – I think they made Monte Crisco's there and a couple of other cigars. Um, but they made a bunch of different cigars, so it wasn't like a specific actual brand just making there. Yeah. And then we did a tour of Havana Club, and Havana Club was pretty dope. Um, but and then we got a chance to stay there and eat some food there and some some you know native food. It was dope, and I would love to actually stay a few days in Cuba just to for the just the culture of it. Just eight hours, nine hours is not enough time.
2: No, that's uh, we I, I've been on one cruise and that was uh. Cayman Islands and uh Key West Um, and like I a cruise is a great way to sample somewhere to find out if you want to go back
1: oh yeah absolutely
2: like absolutely like I I would definitely go back to the Cayman Islands for a few days um Mm -hmm. Key West uh Key West not so much
1: Uh, we did see Key West was one of our stops too and it was okay. Like, we, uh, we ended up renting uh, a golf cart and went around, you know, Key West. So that was a lot easier than just walking around places.
2: Like, I, I feel like Key West is more for the nightlife than being there all day.
1: Well, I think that and just it's, – it's, it's not a – I mean, Key West is cool, but it's just – it's the newness of not ever being there. That was, you know, I think for us, but just they were like, we went to the beach area because if you don't have like a, a tour guide or like a golf cart or something, you can't go to those places. Like you yeah. would never get to the beach Yeah, We're just walking around. I mean, so we, we, it was like, I don't know. I think it was like a hundred bucks for like four hours. Yeah. And so that was, that was golden. So we got a chance to go to the beach and, we ended up finding this random festival that was there. So we sampled some food at the festival. And, but Key West was just okay. I don't, I don't have to go to Key West again.
2: Yeah, so, I, I, I feel the same.
1: But so. Cuba, Cuba was a pretty dope. Like I say, to be at a tour, Cigar Factory and Tour Havana Club, which was one of my favorite rums, that was pretty awesome. Uh, def, if, you, if you ever – well, Trump done fucked up shit, so we can't go yeah. back there yeah. uh, for random tours on, on, on cruises. Man, he—he he, he, just the mention of his name just just takes the air out my fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't go back there for cruises anymore. Uh, but that was pretty dope, though. But I would definitely like a trip In, to Nicaragua. Uh,
0: don't slander my president. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wrong mic got back. <laughs> so, so let. What drink did he make?
2: Yeah, let's let's lighten this up a little bit. How do you guys feel about guns? <laughs> <laughs>
1: He said, Let's lighten
2: it up. <laughs> no, it, I, I mentioned it in the intro. If anybody wants to hear any of that, check out Delvin Cox's episodes with uh, What Up Doe and the Bearded Idiots. That's uh, or oh, you
1: just check out the Bearded Idiots. They talk a lot of it. Uh, although <laughs> hey, we I, talk a lot about it too, like uh, on, our,
0: on our podcast, we talk oh, yeah, about yeah, we yeah, we definitely about, do. Um, you
1: know,
0: they,
1: I haven't I haven't seen. Meaning mm. I haven't seen much of the the bearded idiots and and since the, the Texas tragedy, so I think maybe they're making up their uh thoughts and prayers envelopes or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is it envelopes? <laughs> I, I sending out letters, you know, thoughts and <laughs> prayers to everybody and shit. No, and they I write it, they write it on a card. no I
2: do not I d I don't I don't see them as the uh, thoughts and prayers type as as far as any of that, but
1: no, nah, but uh, yeah, I think I mean that's it's 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 kind of crazy, you know. We've talked about, and we don't have to, we we definitely don't have to elaborate on that, you know. Just just talked about so much gun reform, and then you know right after that, you know, one of the craziest, you know, recent shootings happened in Texas, so just yeah. nuts.
2: But no, that, that's like I said. If anybody wants to wants to hear opinions on that, uh, yeah, Delvin. definitely
1: check out Devin's Series. Delvin does a great job at, at bringing folks together. He's like. Uh, I don't know. Uh I was going to say a reference, but you wouldn't get it because you're not from here. Mike, I was gonna say he was a good reference of like focus hope. <laughs> you know that the two you ever see the focus hope symbol. <laughs> so <laughs> the uh, there's a focus hope is like a uh fuck, I don't even know what to call it. It's a um uh, it's a like a it was a school, but it was like a, a outreach center. And their symbol is two hands joining. It's a white hand and a black hand to symbolize like you know togetherness or whatever. Yeah, whatever case. It's it's. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah, check out Delvin. Um, how did you uh, how did Brian? How did you end up uh finding Delvin's podcast?
2: Uh, through Twitter groups. And so, um, uh, yeah, Twitter groups. Um, and then ended up talking to him and going on a show, uh, shit, this is probably like a year and a half ago or something. I was on his show and, um, yeah, just, just talking to him through the Twitter groups, getting on the show. And then like, he, he's definitely one of the, one of the guys in the Twitter groups that he's active, he's likable. Uh, he's always got good content and, so after I was on a show like a, a while after I was on a show he did the uh, like the the State of America series where he got all the different perspectives from the, the white the black uh, the yeah. latino yeah. and yeah. Uh, so yeah so was I and uh, <laughs> Are you on that one? Uh, I, I was one of the afterthoughts. Okay, uh, okay. like the <laughs> like the uh, the, the, fin- the the Jerry Springer final thought at the end of the episode um,
1: oh, I think I remember you, man. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, the uh,
2: the only thing people remember from from my segment on there is that America's fat. Like, I remember that.
1: Yeah. I, I I remember that. I I, I know I, you wasn't. I know you wasn't the one that was the uh, the guy that was working and didn't want any strenuous job. Oh no, no,
2: no, no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the one that turned down white privilege. <laughs> I, I could have been I could have been a, I could have been a manager, but I told him no. I need to work for this. Like, you could go fuck yourself.
0: The, the back seat of my car is super comfortable. Yeah, i rather I'd rather, I, I'd rather I, sleep there.
2: I I lived in my car instead of taking white privilege. Like, uh, guy, man, I don't know man, about every that.
0: Time
1: I think about that fucking yeah. episode. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but I will I, say
0: I will say that the podcast that we did on that series with the race relations and then the podcast that we did with the gun stuff is outside of, you know, what me and Otis do regularly is the, is my favorite thing that I've been involved with. Like, I I just thought it was great conversation. It it was like, I mentioned at the start uh, you get those moments where you're that perfect amount of buzz to where you say reckless shit but I'm still articulate and I got my words together. Like I, I, I felt like I was on my a game on those podcasts. Yeah, dude. I, I I loved it. I loved, I, I loved those.
2: I loved it. And that's, I, I was so, I was so disappointed because I was supposed to be on the episode, the, the, the round table episode with you guys and the bearded idiots uh, on that series, but I had to work. So I wasn't oh, able man. to do it, but uh, yeah, dude, like that's I, I don't know. That's I, I stay away from politics on my show. Uh, but we don't <laughs> well, I I stay away from
1: some other shit
2: I stay away from politics but at the same time I like talking race relations so
1: I think you can talk race relations and not technically talk about politics so. well it's,
0: yes a, it's a it's a fine lie.
1: yes
2: no but that's the thing like I mean race relations is politics now mm-hmm. you know but um and that's like when I when I did the first race relations episode with Coffee Black, you know, like I I started with like you know I I don't know and I want to know like I'm I'm your average ignorant white guy, and I want to learn the other perspective, you know, yeah. and it's I, I I think everybody needs more of that.
1: Yeah, okay. I I think podcasting you know kind of bridges the gap between people who don't know who want to know and finding circles with people who will. Talk about it. It's not like you know, with Twitter, you know, you can get a random person who would just start talking to you that you not may not necessarily want to talk to you, and you get some bits of information. But through these circles of podcasts, and we've definitely been able to find a different circles to have those conversations that you can have decent conversations without, you know, the yelling, the screaming, and the kind of you know, the, the craziness of 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 social media, and have those those conversations. And delving is has, has definitely been a bridge. yeah to to those so
2: yeah and that's i mean as long as you're willing to step out of your echo chamber and listen to another point of view like that's i mean you you're you are going to find it in podcasting
1: yeah i i think you know one of the things i think that curtis had had mentioned once before one of the the series of podcasts that i think you kind of said it before i think when you were talking to coffee black is that you know being a white man you don't know the perspective of black men. And vice versa, you know, yeah. I don't have an idea what you know in it, Curtis and Kelly's and um situation i don't know I don't know about white men a lot of their perspectives in general, but I definitely don't know about white rural white men, so I don't know you know having guns to 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 protect from wild animals in your yard or <laughs> <laughs> you know just you know <laughs> any other uh, situation, so it was, it was definitely eye opening. You know, I definitely left those those series with an aha moment. Like, oh, okay, I can, I c- I can understand. You know, I don't have to agree with a lot of stuff, but I get, I get a good. You, we got a good understanding and stuff, and that's kind of what the purpose of, of them was.
2: Yeah, and that's you know that that's one of the things with with that series that I loved. You know, I I kind of fall in the middle, um, and I, I I love seeing the both ends of it or I should say hearing both ends of it and it's like, all right, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm still in the middle. I I see this perspective. I see that perspective and I, I'm willing to listen to both sides and figure out, you know, would I guess not, not where I want to be, but where I am. Um, and, but that's the thing, like I, I have an open mind with everything. Like my, my mind can be changed and it's like, you know, if I hear a good argument to this subject, then yeah, my, my opinion can change. So I, I I think that that's, that's huge with, with, you know, something that would be huge with a lot of people is if they weren't so closed minded and so closed off to other people's ideas, then, you know, hell we, we would all get along a whole hell of a lot better.
1: Yeah, and I think those, those episodes we've done was not made for people to make immediate decisions or pick immediate sides of what they wanted to decide with, but just to be able to hear, you know, opposing views and to at least know that there are opposing views from, you know, a pretty decent intellectual standpoint, you know, from both sides. Yeah. So they were pretty productive. I'll definitely definitely say that. So. But well, we like, about, we like to talk about cigars and bourbon and this is one of the best opportunities we've had. So we definitely after a, a year or so of randomly DMing each other, we finally figured it out. So <laughs> we definitely, definitely like to, uh, to do this more, man. And, and have some more discord and, you know, hopefully you get to the point where could can trade cigars and, and, you know,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm definitely game, man. So, um, see, I, I meant to ask earlier, but do you guys retrohale at all?
0: I do, definitely. I've yeah. been retrohaling this whole time. I don't know if you've know, noticed or not, but yeah, I I yeah, faithfully. I'm off
1: and on depending on the cigar, uh, or depending on if I remember. And if I'm drinking, a lot of times I forget. <laughs> depending <laughs> on how drunk I am. Uh, yeah. But I definitely the stronger cigars like I think my favorite cigar to retrohale is Neanderthal.
2: Yeah. So like what, what made me think of that? I, I meant to bring it up a long time ago, but with the, uh, Carolina Reaper, uh, the Carolina Reaper to me was like a very like heavy, mild or a heavy medium. But when I retroed,
0: uh-huh.
2: it was just a fucking bomb.
0: That it fucking was, spice in there is amazing, dude. Yeah.
2: So that's like, it. like that, that's what threw me off was like, it, it wasn't wasn't too spicy just smoking it but once i retroed like that's that's where all the fucking spice came in and hey
1: quick question for retro since we're talking about retro I, I find that when i do retro hell i have to clean my nose out like the next day
0: what like, really?
1: how like i always get i get a build up of my nose when i when i retro hell
2: cotton swabs <laughs> and alcohol
1: how <laughs> you do so, i don't know it, i mean i guess since you're saying that you actually know but oh I no! Like,
2: no, that, that I was joking.
1: Oh no! Um, yeah, I get like the cotton swabs, of alcohol. Like, yeah. No, I get a, I get a weird. Like, I, I one time it, when it first, I first noticed it, it was a night after I had smoked a bunch of cigars, and I blew my nose. I was my nose, like, man, why is my? But I realized every time I was good like retro in cigars, I would get like a weird feeling in my nose, and I would like use like wet wipes to clean out my nose when I retro a lot.
2: Oh, Say I, I, I work in the mill, so no matter what, like I'll, I'll blow my nose, and it's just like it, it's just not. Uh, so it, it's not, not even. Yeah, it's not know, clean.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that life. Do Do you need to define retrohaling for your listeners at all? I don't know. Like, like if Mia Otis talked about retrohaling, I was like, okay, we need to define this so our
2: listeners know what we're talking
0: about. So I feel like but since you do your listeners, Herb, your listeners probably don't need to know that. But
2: no, uh, I, actually, uh, I'm not sure. But I mean, retrohaling. Um, I mean, obviously, you don't inhale cigars. You're not supposed to. You you really shouldn't. Uh, but retrohaling, like you, you you draw the smoke into your mouth and you push it out your nose, and with that, you end up with more of the flavor nuances where you're going to pick up different flavors that you didn't pick up generally just drawing the cigar into your mouth.
0: Yeah, I, n- I know Saka is big on that too. Like yeah. he talks about the retrohale on a lot of his cigars, and I like I said, I'm smoking the Red Meat lovers. That's you know, I, I I do that with this one, and that's gonna be um, hopefully a uh, a great experience with the uh, the new Neanderthal that's dropping later this month. Are you are you aware of that, Brian? No. So they're they're putting out a a box press Neanderthal uh, that's gonna be um, exclusive to Fine Ash Cigars in Phoenix. They're putting it out. Uh, for Fine Ash on the 21st, and there's going to have a wide release after that. And yeah, I'm I'm anxiously anticipating. Skip has said it's their strongest cigar that they've made, which is saying a lot since the Neanderthal is one of the strongest cigars you can get, period. And they're like, yeah, this is is way stronger than what we normally do.
2: Like, oh, great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't fucking wait. And one of Mike's homeboys,
1: Steve, lives in Phoenix, so um,
0: and he has a membership at, at Fine Ash. So he he actually gets a discount. So um I'm gonna get a box through him at a at his membership discount. Uh so I, I I'm already I've already I texted him earlier today. I was like, hey uh do you know if there's a limit to how many boxes you
1: can make? <laughs> <laughs> I would like a box myself to be yeah.
2: So no and that's uh that takes me back to the uh to the buckeye uh before i tried the Buckeye, i um i was talking to miguel miguel from crown heads and he was telling me he's like he's like yeah, yeah. Wait, you
0: you just know all the cigar people like, <laughs> well like, i, I like, yeah i had him on the podcast i was talking to this person like you know like yeah, i don't know how your Meg, podcast pops off like i'm like it sounds like you must be popping cuz you uh you know everybody nah, and shit
2: nah, I, I don't know if pops off is the word but um
0: uh, <laughs> hey, hey, i mean if you're if you're getting people that you know in the industry on your show i mean You must be doing all right. Uh,
2: I guess, (laughs) I, I don't know, man. Like I, like I am strictly a hobbyist. Like I, I don't really pay attention to the metrics and whatnot. Um, I, I do it for fun. Um, I, I, I'm not one of the guys that are out here trying to quit my job. Um,
0: I'm trying to quit my job.
2: Well, I, I'm trying to quit my job, but I'm not anticipating it. I guess that's a better okay. Way to put yeah, okay. It. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. if it happens, great. But yeah, right, yeah. yeah. we're on the same accord.
2: Well, no, McGill. So McGill was on the show once. Uh, he's actually one of the few in the industry that that actually came by the place and uh, he came in studio with me. But oh wow, uh, he was he was doing an event uh, not too far from me, right after the Buckeye Land released, and um. I was talking to him about it. I was like, yeah, I've heard mixed reviews. <coughs> Excuse me. On the Buckeye
0: and, Land, you heard mixed reviews?
2: Yeah. Oh wow. But um he's like, dude, you you have to retro. Like if you if you retro this this cigar, it's you know just a whole different whole different experience. I was I retroing it. it the whole time I was smoking it. So I, I had two and the first one I didn't retro at all. The second one I retroed just about the whole thing, and yeah, I definitely prefer the retro. Uh, it it really is a different smoke, but mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that's re- retro. I, I I probably do about half the time, uh, you know, unless I, I guess depending on the cigar. But
0: right, that's what I say. It kind of depends on the cigar and the flavor profile and and what you're looking for. But yeah, I, I retro the entire. Uh, the entire Buckeye that I smoked um, just now. And I'm doing the same thing with this, uh, this red meat lovers. So yeah, it's
2: so, it's so special as far as, that, as far as that goes with you uh, are what, what cigars do you do? You, do you, find any cigars that you just don't retro? You prefer not to retrohale on them?
0: Uh, no, not specifically. I mean, I, it's, it's one of those things where I I try it out. I I do it on every cigar, but it's, it's, it's something where it's like, okay, how am I enjoying this? How is it impacting me? And I kind of like gauge it that way. The the Buckeye, the whole time. Um, yeah. This one, the whole time. Those ones that have like the the full body peppery kind of thing going on. I love retro retro and those. So yeah, yeah. That that's I, I like you said, it it provides a different a different experience. So I I like to try as many different variations of it as I can.
1: I think, uh for me, I don't retro the lighter cigars as much. Like, I I don't think I really enjoy retro and like, Connecticut cigars. Or, like, like I had uh, an Intemperance, one of the lighter band ones, like, the BA or something like that. I had that earlier, and it doesn't have the retro that I like versus, like, a lot of the stronger, mild, strong cigars. So, typically... I'm retro and the, the stronger cigars.
2: I see that. I, I don't know. That seems kind of, kind of odd to me. Cause like you would think that like with the, with the lighter cigars, the milder cigars, the the retro is going to be, for one, it's going to be easier for two. You're, you're going to pick up more of those nuances that you wouldn't get because it's so mild.
1: Well, and you know what? And I think that's the, probably the beauty of cigar smoking is that, we all have different experience with different cigars and different likes and dislikes and so forth. So for me, lighter cigars don't really do much for me retro, but stronger ones do. And they may differ, you know, maybe from you Brian, or, or maybe from Mike. And that's just the, the, the beauty of just this hobby is that exactly. there's so many, so many different cigars, so many different techniques, so many things we like and dislike. You know, I think me and Mike, and maybe our other ad man, Tony, we're probably in a similar wheelhouse about cigars we like. So if I like a cigar, chances are Mike will like it, and chances yeah. are maybe our other ad man, Tony, will like it. And just oh, me and Mike, we, we tend to like a lot of the same cigars. I don't know if there's too many cigars that we've had that one of us liked and one of us just totally disliked.
2: Yeah. Well, no, that's that's, uh, actually the other day in in one of the Facebook groups I'm in. Somebody posted a cigar, like, finally getting to enjoy this on the weekend. And it was a, you know, a a budget smoke. You know, I I don't remember what brand. But it it wasn't anything special. And somebody, like, put the the puking emoji on it. I was like, come on. And, like, everybody gave that dude crap. But it's like, you know, everybody has their own taste. And... You know, everybody has their own budget, like not not saying that it was a a, a budget reason that they were smoking it. But maybe they they like the the flavor profile of that. And it's like all all I commented was, you know, smoke what you like and enjoy what you smoke. And that's 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 the only thing that fucking matters when it comes to smoking cigars. That was outside of the social aspect.
0: We pride our group on that. We will not slander anybody for what they smoke. Like we hate that shit. That's part of the reason why we created the group in the first place. Yep. Because the, the, those big groups that have tons of people in them, they want to shit on, um, you know, all these different brands or all these different cigars. And it might be a brand or a cigar that I don't even really like, but I'm not going to sit here and shit on somebody for what they like to smoke. And that's, that was the entire reason we created the group was to have an all-inclusive uh fellowship like hey we all smoke cigars we all enjoy them let's smoke our cigars let's chill let's talk shit let's enjoy these drinks and have a good time i'm not gonna sit here and shit on you for smoking gurkhas or uh acids or whatever the fuck that people love to like pile on People who smoke them and like, oh, that's sh- that shit sucks. Oh, blah, blah, blah. yeah.
2: There, there, there's a reason acid is the number one selling cigar in the states, if not the world.
1: Acid was a like, cigar that I started smoking. Exactly. Acid, a- acid,
2: of- acid is a cigar that a lot of people start smoking with.
1: Acid? You know, I think most uh, most people probably do. It was yeah. acids, and I started. It was acids and uh, the Maker's Mark cigar. They were both infused cigars, and those are two of the cigars that I started smoking, and you know. I probably couldn't stand I couldn't stand to smoke maybe three puffs of an acid now. Exactly. But that's just my palate is just not there. Yeah. But that was, you know, I wouldn't say that was the reason we started our group, but that was one of the reasons we started is to have a uh, uh, a situation where people could smoke what they like. One, that was one. Two to be able to have a local group and those were the two main reasons we've done it. they have a local yeah. group of guys that we can we we can fellowship with and hang out with and stuff like that. And the two to be able to have a a judge a judgment free you know zone where you can just smoke the <laughs> fuck you want.
2: We're the Planet Fitness of cigar groups.
1: Yeah, we're the Planet Fitness <laughs> of cigar groups. You know, so oh, they,
2: they get too much of my money.
1: <laughs> you know, it, it's like the is you know, Have you ever seen? Are, are you ever seen old school?
2: Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> so,
1: so do you remember when he was at the the therapist? Uh, him and his wife, <laughs> and he's talking about the panties <laughs> and his. He's like, wait, I thought this was the trust tree. This is not the trust tree. <laughs> so we wanted our trust. group to be like the, <laughs> the trust tree of, of, of social groups. But that's a big reason. Like, you know, I mean, I'm pretty, I don't know about your circle of, of, of social media, but Gurkha is probably one of those ones that catches flat a lot.
2: I'm pretty sure that's every social media group. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Gurkhas and probably Rocky Patel or something like that. But man, if you like that shit, smoke this. I'm,
2: I'm pretty sure even in the Gurkha groups, they're like, yeah, they're not that great, but the uh, seller reserves. Good.
1: I was, <laughs> man, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that the seller reserve is the best the Gurkha series that they make
2: oh Theory. absolutely absolutely the the, the 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 12 and the 15 are both really good
0: you know what's great and- about you know what's great about that is the fact that we all were like like immediately like <laughs> laughing cuz like yeah it's true it's like everybody goes like but the seller reserve though but the seller
1: reserve <laughs> exactly. that motherfucker that's the one
2: man that's because yeah. it's k that's because it's k Sosha instead of Gurkha.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know I didn't know too much of the background of, but I do know oh no it, it's it was, just it's
2: just a it like Gurkha is k hanna k is Gurkha but I know that's one of the, the is it 12 15 and
1: 17 or 12 15 and 18? 18 18 18
2: that's I I haven't had an 18 I've had 12 and 15
1: well, I I do know there's I know one of the 12 or 18 I can't remember which one one or the 15 and the 18 one has more of a peppy uh more of a pepper bomb than the other I can't remember which one because I haven't had them in a while, um, but those are definitely the best ones out of that. But yeah, so you know, people catch a lot, you know, flat from that, and I'm like, "Smoke what you like?" You know, we had. It's funny we have one guy in our group who probably tries every fucking thing from like the lows of the lows and the up. And the the best thing I can say about this guy is that he doesn't discriminate. Yeah. You no, know, he would try. Every Shout out
0: thing. to Tony Mac.
1: And yeah. <laughs> And he and he and it's funny just to see his 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 transition of trying good cigars. Like he's went through all of these bad ass cigars, bad as in bad, not bad as in good. And he's transitioned <laughs> to a lot of you know better cigars. And it's like, man, that guy's the coolest guy, one of the coolest guy ever. And it's like, smoke what you like. You know, yeah. If you're gonna to continue to smoke fucking whatever it is, smoke it. But if not, you know, you 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 graduate to different stuff and different, you know. So. That's definitely one of the reasons we wanted a group to not have that bullshit.
2: And I the name mean, of and the name of that group is
1: Detroit Cigar Club. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so definitely, changed, man. When you get a chance, definitely, uh, definitely send uh, a request, man.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: <clears throat> yeah, Palace yeah. Change, man. Like I know I started off on assets. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I was very, very into um, starting out that I don't know. I, I haven't smoked them in a while. I, I don't know if I would smoke it now and think it was great. I don't know if I was smoking now and think it was whack. But um, I started off on asses like a lot of people did. It's a good entry cigar. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's a
2: good you, you entry get cigar. The, you get that you get that sweetness on the lips and you're like, oh, this ain't bad. Yeah. And then and then you end up going then you end up going to the Fuente Core line. Then you go to Rocky Patel's line. And then you get, then you find Roma, then you find Crown Heads. And yeah, it, ju- it just goes on and I, on. I used
1: to smoke That's a like ton of 100 the, 100. the Rocky Patel Edge. The Rocky Patel Edge, I used to love that stick.
2: Dude, the the, the 99, the the vintage 99.
1: hmm. I, I used to smoke, and I, I went through a bunch of Ro- uh, Rocky Patels and, you know, started graduating to different lines. And, you know, when I found Roma, that was just like the best fucking line ever. Yeah. Like, you know, they make a cigar pretty much for every different tastes from strong to mild to you know that's, and affordable that's I, the I, biggest thing
2: I, I oh for sure for sure like that that is like for 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 roma to keep their cigars at the price that they keep them at like you you cannot knock them at all um but that's uh it's like along the same lines as roma uh i forget which one you said that you tried from uh jsk
1: it was the CBD one, whatever okay, the, the one the, that had the nugs.
2: All yeah, right. the nugs. So, like the the, the Red Knight, his, his his original line is uh, like definitely one of the staples. Um, okay. But yeah, that's I'll, I'll have to I'll have to send you guys out some of that. Um,
0: I was gonna say, Brian, can you? Uh, I haven't had a JSK. Period. All right. So, like, what would what would be a good uh, a good JSK for me to try out? I I haven't had one period. Uh,
2: where where, what what shop do you guys go to?
0: Well, would you uh, know it if we said if we said would you know it? I,
1: mean, I mean the most the most the biggest brand probably would be JR Cigars. I know they're kind of uh, nationwide. I,
2: I think I think there's a shop out out by you guys. Uh, I think it's called Secreto or something Secret-O. like yeah. Secreto. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I I I know he carries JSK. Okay. Good old Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie. Ronnie Heisha. uh Heisha? Yeah. Yep. That's him. Uh, I I met him last year at uh, Ristafari. Okay. Um. I know he carries JSK. Okay. Uh, He does.
1: Yeah. He does. Ronnie actually carries. He has a hell of a fucking line
2: there. Yeah.
0: Ronnie's Ronnie's humidor is small, but it only carries like most of of the best shit. Like he has a great humidor for its size. It's like the size of like a closet, but it has like only great shit in it.
2: So like I I got a shop like that by me. It's called Tobacco Land, and this guy's got a humidor. Uh, I'd probably say. About Is that the... where they
1: did an event there? Did Roma do an event there in the last th- like couple of months?
2: I don't think Roma did, but Crown Heads I think did.
1: Okay, one of our guys went to a shop up there to pick up sticks. And I, I, it, it sounded familiar, but maybe not. Um,
2: I have to ask him. But, like, he's got a humidor about the size of my studio. It's probably it's probably, probably, like 9 by 9, somewhere around there. That's, that's pretty much
1: uh, Secreto. Secreto's this thing, probably about 9 by 6. <laughs> it's, it's like, I mean,
2: look,
0: looking at your studio setup, that's about the size of uh, Secreto's humidor.
2: So this this it it's almost a work of art the way that this guy has so many fucking cigars in his humidor, oh, like how yeah. how how everything is placed and and whatnot. But and he gets all the off the wall shit. He gets Wonderlust. He gets the Age Towns. He gets all kinds of shit that he's
0: Wonderlust. He get Wonderlust. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow.
2: So, but um, I forget where I was going with that.
0: Um. Let's see.
2: We were we were originally talking about a uh, Ronnie's shop, yeah. But um,
1: oh, as far as finding SJK, and you were asking what shops do we have here?
2: Yeah, JSK. Um, start off with the Red Knight. That's that's the core line. Um, I'm gonna try we... to
0: write this down, so don't speak too quickly. But you said Red Knight. Yeah, Red Knight. Knight like with N-I-G-S-C a K G-S-C or with K- a K without a K.
2: Oh, I can't take it off. Um, Is it just spell it? Uh, yeah, it. knight knight with a K. Okay. okay. Um, all right. You see this uh, this box here? Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's the box you're looking for. The one okay. that looks like it's smeared with blood. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, let me see. If Ronnie's got, I start start with the red knight. If Ronnie's got any of these with the white band. Mm-hmm the yeah, Zlatno sans that's uh that is a connecticut that will fucking blow your mind
0: okay wait can you can you uh what's the name of it
2: uh zlotno z l o t n a or z l a t n o yeah <laughs> something like that Science. Sans, sans is s o n c e
1: well, typically, if he had that brand, it would probably be in that same area. So,
2: can you can you show me uh, the band
0: again, real quick? Yeah.
2: It's a it's a golden lion.
0: Uh, you said a golden lion. Okay, I can see a I can see a white band with. Okay, yeah, I can see it now. Okay, gotcha. Cool, I got that one. All right, Man, so I,
1: I fuck around. And get a chance, I may try to go there for lunch because it's like. Maybe 15 minutes away for me.
0: So, I mean
2: yeah. I'll, I'll fuck around and go there tomorrow. Like I said, I'm off. So, yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie wouldn't, uh, Ronnie wouldn't get on the mic at a uh, Ristafari with me because I had, I had the whole setup there, and uh, oh, okay. I ended up talking to like fucking ten dudes and never released the episode because my laptop took a shit.
1: Ugh. Uh and we, all, we always know the feeling, like our. uh, I what up though, I, I call it the what up though laptop because that's the only thing we've used it for. It's been like acting really crazy lately, so it just happened that we started re- re- recording remotely, so it just kind of works out. Because I think that thing was about to take a shit soon. But yeah, man, we're gonna uh, I'm gonna try to check out him to see if he has any of those SJKS, and I'll let you know before the weekend. over. I might stop there for lunch tomorrow. Just to yeah, see.
2: the 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 nugs is not in in my opinion. The Nugs is not a good way to base the brand. Um,
1: I think you're looking for something else when you're smoking. Yeah. So it wasn't like the tobacco, you know, I, was look, I don't know why I was just looking for like this, this high feeling or some shit I may have got from it or whatever, but it was just okay. It wasn't like, you know, outstanding. It wasn't even, it was just an okay cigar. Yeah. So I, 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 I totally agree. I on it, you know, I think I've had an SJK. In the past, and I just don't remember what the fuck it was. One of is
0: that, our uh, that the CG, C, CB, oh, CBD? what fuck C B D C B D is that the C B D yeah. one?
1: Yeah, we got, uh, I, I got from uh from Eddie.
2: Yeah, the C B D is the nugs. Um, yeah, Red Knight, Uh, the the toothpicks. Uh, if he's got the toothpicks, uh, the toothpick habano, he's got toothpick habano and Maduro. The that that's a great debate. Uh, which is better, the toothpick or, or, or Maduro. But uh, in my opinion, or I'm sorry, the H- Habano or Maduro. In my opinion, the Habano beats the Maduro hands down, and I used to be the opposite side of the fence. So that's an example of palettes changing.
0: So there's, uh, a, there's a toothpick Habano and a toothpick Maduro? Yeah. Okay. Are you familiar,
1: uh, Brian, are you familiar with the Pops brand? brand?
2: Uh, barely. I, I keep seeing pictures of them.
1: Okay, so they have a habano, they have a broadleaf, and then they have a war bear. Is the Mike is the war bear a blend of the two?
0: What's that? Is the war bear what?
1: Is a blend of the habano and a
0: broad broadleaf? I don't think so. I mean, I mean well, the wrapper, but I don't think the the yeah, blend the, is
2: that. the the, uh, the war The war bear has the thin barber pole, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah.
0: yeah. I have uh, a a handful of those. I think I maybe have like seven, uh, seven of those, but. Yeah, they're pretty good. The the postalia they they get better with age. Um, I got those um, from a local spot here, and they were. Did you get them from the uh, No, it was from um, the place that Ed Castor worked at, the one in Monroe. Oh, Corona. So I went, yeah, I went there and I got those and I got the SPC uh, sixteen. Are you familiar with those, Brian? No. Oh, uh, so the, the SBC sixteen was uh also uh barber pole and um that was great. It's made by uh Postania, same same uh same brand. And then the SBC eighteen is even better. It's uh has a red label. Um that one is great. I have And there about maybe two, like 16, one or two of those left, but 16, they're, they're, 18 that's thick. Right, yeah, I was about to say they're incredibly pricey, so I only bought one or two at a time. But yeah, I have a, I have a sixteen. I think I have one sixteen and one eighteen left. But those are, those are great, great cigars. Like it's one of the few cigars where if you pay, uh, you know, sixteen. I think they're about sixteen bucks on average. I'd say it's worth the sixteen. Yeah, like I, I, I wouldn't. I, I felt no way. About smoking that as a at a sixteen dollar price point, like generally I'd be like, "Okay, sixteen dollars, like this better knock my socks off, yeah, I smoked, it, and I was like, huh, well, okay, I'm cool with that <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it, It's a solid price point, and and Roddy has those, and in thesdor too, he has the uh the eighteens
2: so when it comes to shit like that, like price point and whatnot, like uh like I see these uh like the purple rains. And i don't know
0: i don't know what that is the rain?
2: The, the, the opus x oh, Purple rain
1: okay i'm not i'm not really versed with the opus
2: series that's ne- neither am i like I, I i've had my fair share of opus um i've had a handful we got a guy in our group who's
0: heavy 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 into opus so he could he could talk about opus all day but yeah i, I haven't had that one the
2: purple rain i see i'm I'm of the uh, I'm I'm in the group like I know a lot of people like the Lost City. Uh, The Lost City didn't do it for me at all. Um, Hey,
0: it didn't it didn't for me either. I had it in Vegas, and I paid like forty bucks for it. Like wild expensive, and I smoked, and I was like, Hmm, "Yeah, I pay like eight or nine bucks for this." (laughs) (laughs)
2: All right, so so yeah, let let let's do that. So, uh, most expensive cigar. That you uh, you've ever that's, bought? That's my, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, and the price point is still like thirty-five. Like I didn't pay yeah. like a, a a huge uh, you know, um, an extra amount to get it in Vegas. I think I think, I think, I think, think Lost City like thirty thirty-five.
1: Yeah, I think Lost City was probably the most I paid, and it was like thirty bucks. I bought one in Orlando at I Corona bought Cubans for less. Yeah, I bought w- way better Cubans for far less. Yeah. Um, that's the most. That's the the highest I've spent. Like I've had a couple of Davidoff that were about thirty, thirty five bucks, that were great. But I just couldn't see myself spending thirty, thirty five dollars mm-hmm. for them. My buddy gave them to me, but couldn't see myself spending that much. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And then I, I had a period where I was off work for some years, so I was like out trying to find bargain sticks, and that's when I found like the New Worlds, the San Otano. You know, then I started getting to, like, the aromas, uh, you know, the intemperance and, and uh, other sticks like that that were, you know, kind of reasonably priced, you know, cigars. So when I got back working and, you know, now, you know, I can probably splurge every o- every other week or something and grab a expensive cigar. But, it's like, it's so many good cigars in, like, the 8 to 10 to $12 range that there's no reason for me to spend $15 on cigars all the time. Yeah. I mean, and I say that and I just smoked a $15 Rumorcraft, but that's not an everyday thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that's. I,
2: I I think it was Skip. I think it was Skip that said it on a on a different podcast. That he's like, you know, tobacco only costs so much. So when you get that higher price range, like, what are you actually paying for?
1: I mean, like, I, I think you're paying for like the you know, it's like buying like ex, you know, expensive wine or something. You know, you're paying for you know the the craft of that expensive whatever it is. You know, and like you know me and, and we had me and Mike have had some episodes we've talked about just the progression and just you know of us drinking and smoking, like you know we had this we had this one good spill when I wasn't working, we were buying fucking nine dollar whiskey, and yeah. you know that's what we had, and it worked out, but you know we both work you know make good money, work decent jobs, and we're able to buy shit we want, and so you know we drink better, we smoke better, but it's still those core cigars and those price ranges. Like I can afford to smoke ten, fifteen dollars to get cigars all all the time, but I'm not doing it because I know they are great cigars yeah. for reasonably priced price points. So yeah. it's like
0: and there's I'm-
1: no reason to just smoke fucking Legal's all day when I know I can find a, you know, uh a Romer uh a, a, a is fucking awesome, you know, yeah. and I don't have to spend that money
0: and and Brian you asked you asked a question what what was the question like it was about uh ones that we pay a lot for yeah so you just you just asked like what what was well, like like or, or no, like
2: what like? like the most expensive cigar that you've ever bought which oh, you okay. said that yours yours was the opus uh yeah most expensive cigar i ever bought i i actually didn't smoke it i bought it for my dad for father's day and um it was a opus forbidden x and mm-hmm. it was overpriced, uh, but I, I, I spent 60 bucks on this stick. Holy and, fuck. and and my dad, like, I gave it to him, he's like, I don't know when I'm gonna smoke this. It's like, well,
1: no, smoke it now,
2: <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's gonna be a special occasion, you know, this and that. It's like, well, like, I, I, I've learned since, um, I, I, I try not to save anything for special occasions, uh, specifically. Uh, like I told my dad, I, you know, it, it, if you're having a shitty day, smoke that cigar, uh, make, make a shitty day into a special occasion, you know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, Is your uh, dad, a smoker, a cigar smoker? Yeah. My,
2: my, my dad was a cigar smoker for a long time. Uh, still is. And like when he started smoking cigars, he kind of by proxy. That's how I came into cigars. Okay. Um, and you know, he, he, a big Fuente smoker and, uh, you know he he's a big core line smoker, um, and whenever we'd whenever I'd go into town like visit my parents or whenever he'd come visit us, um, you know hand me a handful of cigars. So I mean that that's kind of how I got started, but um, so yeah the 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 Forbidden X is the most expensive cigar that I ever bought and I didn't even smoke it, um, but. I think the, I, I don't even remember the most expensive cigar that I've ever bought uh, for myself. That you smoked. Yeah. But I did, I did pick up a, a six pack of Lito Gomez Bombatch number one from uh, 2006. Okay. I got those, I don't know, about six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually got them at a pretty good price. But I, I smoked one of those and it was fucking amazing. Like, and, and you just look at these cigars, they're fucking gorgeous. They're, they're how, mu- how much was it? Uh, I think I spent a
0: hundred and eighty. For how m- you said five or you said six? Yeah. Okay.
2: So.
1: Yeah, uh, you, Brian, you mentioned earlier about the the cigar you have bought that so you're going to have with your with your son when he turns eighteen. I think. Hmm. I have a uh I have a box of romeo Julieta cubans that i bought i didn't buy them when i got married but i ended up finding it last year and it has a date code of the month and year when i got married so i got married october 2014 so my goal is to smoke one a year until i finish the box
2: dude i i I really love that idea no matter what the occasion is yeah yeah. like you, you, you i mean you really get to experience that box to yeah, its, you, to its full it, potential. You like, you
1: grow with it. So, like I say, they're already like they were already three years, four years old, or three years old. So I had one for my anniversary last year, and then like I say, I'll have one this year for my anniversary, and every year until that box is gone. So that was a cool thing for me to be able to find the month and year that we get married. Yeah, and you know, continue that. So, uh, it's just a it's 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 a really cool thing. It's like it's a thing that no one else going to, it's just, it's not like me and, you know, your anniversaries are typically something you and your wife enjoys, you know, but for that, it's just something I enjoy. Yeah. I could sit and I had that cigar and, you know, whatever reflection or whatever the fuck I do with it. You know, that's just what I do. What I found is that 2014 is a really good year for cigars, for Cubans. Like I, I found some other 2014 Cubans, and they've been fucking awesome. So I'm really on this thing of trying to collect 2014 year Cubans. And I know as the years pass, they're probably going to get more expensive. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty cool to have a certain one you set aside and to have, like, the patience to, like, not fuck with it for a whole year yeah. <laughs> every year.
2: <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's, like, with, with the box of Labijus that I have for my yeah. son. Um, you know, that's every year I, I, I break one of those out. And it's it's not just the cigar, but it it makes me think back to that day where my son was born, and that experience. So I mean that that's a whole nother level to to that cigar, you know. Oh yeah, I'm, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I mean something more specific, like you know, going Cuba from that year. Uh, yeah, you you have the. If if you're going to any cigar from Cuba from that year, you get the different the different profiles of each cigar.
1: And uh, my hope is that you know it gets better as the years go by, and I'm yeah. hoping that you know my marriage gets better as the years.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's goes nice. by.
1: <laughs> that's, I, that's that's the hope. So you know, uh,
2: every year I hope my kid doesn't turn into a shithead. You know <laughs>
0: how 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 old is your kid?
2: Uh, he turns four next month.
0: Okay, so like for me if I were to try to do something like that, I wouldn't necessarily want to give uh, my son like a elite level cigar because I, like, you know, palettes aren't built like that. Like if it, if his first cigar is uh, something that I think is great, but it's his first one, he might not like it that much. Yeah. So like in, in my head, I'm thinking like, if I want to try to bring my son into the fold, it would be more like, I I'd probably give him an acid, like hey, yeah. try this out, see how you like that, and just spend the time like you smoke your acid, I'll smoke whatever's popping, whenever. But you know what, Mike? I, I I think that I think the the more the
1: I think the biggest thing is like, it's not really for the joy of like Brian's son. It's more of the joy of Brian giving this. 18 year old cigar to his son. Well, just that, like probably, I just that, don't
0: want to give him some shit he ain't gonna like. But well, no, he, that, probably that,
1: think, he probably gonna think it's trash. He may think it's potentially, but it's just like the jury of saying, hey, I have this 18 year old cigar. Have at it.
2: That that, it that and the fact <laughs> that. <laughs> I'd you be like, know, Let's
0: smoke two. Here's an acid, and then here's an 18 year old cigar <laughs> but, that you might enjoy.
2: <laughs> but with that, like, I mean, you know, part of it is realistically. <clears throat> You know, if my son grows up seeing me cigar, smoke cigars, he's going to smoke cigars before he's 18. That's why I said his first legal cigar. Ah. But, uh, you know, uh, to that point, it's like, all right, I imagine he's probably going to smoke something before that. Um, and also, I imagine after 18 years, that Le Bijou is going to mellow out.
1: Oh, tremendously! So it,
2: much. It Maybe
0: it, it won't be the same be you, that you had.
2: Yeah, right exactly. Now.
0: Yeah, by that time he's there might be entirely different shit you want to give him.
2: Yeah, like,
1: yeah I, I, I I was able to. Uh, my my stepson just turned twenty one, and so our first drink together was my Havana Club Maestro.
2: I, I I heard about that.
1: Yeah, and so it wasn't necessarily his first drink. But it was the first drink we had, so I felt like that was a dope that we was able. And I was telling him like, "You're not gonna have nothing this great probably for a good while." So to be able to have something that good, I don't think he probably even took in how good that was. But it was just kind of a, a cool experience to have with him, you know? Yeah,
2: that's you. You were talking about that on your show, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's I, I couldn't remember if it was yours or Delvin's.
1: Yeah, it was. I think it was. Yeah, it was ours.
2: something. Yeah, Yeah, when, when my my son is 11.
0: Um, when he gets that teenage range, if he has any kind of interest in um, drinks or cigars or anything like that, it would be a situation where I would give him something that I think that he might like. Where it'd be like, "Hey, get your foot in the door, see how you like this, and we can expand from here." Just you know, the same way that we came up. You know, sweet. like, "Hey,
2: switch or sweet."
0: <laughs> well, no, no, I wouldn't do that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I we can do better than that yeah but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah that that's that's kind of my plan um if i could i i just feel like if i had a uh my son was born in 2008 if i had a 2008 cuban and i'm like hey here you're now 18 smoke this 2008 cuban he's going to be like yeah what the fuck is this this shit is whack he, he, <laughs> so, he, he's going to be I'm, and now he's, I've wasted a cuban that's fucking two decades old
2: yeah, he he's going to be the guy at the wedding that puts it down in the ashtray a quarter of the way through it.
0: Right. So I I I'd probably if he if he has interest I'd probably enter, enter him into the into the into the game in the same way that I did and just like, "Hey, here's a uh Acid Kuba Kuba and and uh you smoke that and I'll smoke my uh, you know, my Roma Crab Black Irish." <laughs>
2: No, that's uh, that 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 that's why I mentioned first legal smoke. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, guys. Um, I think we we are approaching three hours. Are you shitting me? No.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, it's almost eleven thirty. Yeah, so.
2: Well, three um, hours
0: since we started recording, but maybe not three hours of 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 content that you would put into the. You know, after uh, it I would imagine it'd be less, but. No, I I, I still, actually I actually think after plus.
2: I think after after we got started, I was looking. I was like, all right, I'll say we start at seven thirty. Um, so pretty pretty close, but um, I could I could go on for fucking hours, like touching on subjects that we touched on and uh, expanding that that could definitely go on for hours. We're definitely going to have to get back together.
1: Oh, for sure, um, man. For sure, man. Definitely enjoyed the, uh, enjoyed the, the conversation, man. Like I could say cigars and, 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 bourbons. And, you know, those are definitely things that are definitely high on my hobby list. So, and I'm assuming, you know, I know Mike's as well. So being able to have that on a podcast, you know, was definitely dope. So we definitely have to definitely do it again. Definitely. Oh yeah.
2: That's, I I can definitely see this being a regular occasion.
0: Yeah. So. This is a great time, man. I love, I love this shit. I'm going to put up, I'm going to try to put up like a backdrop. So I don't look so fucking like, <laughs> so I'll get roasted every time I do like anything. you in desert storm and shit. Dude, dude I'm telling
2: <laughs> you, I'm telling you, Joanne fabrics. <laughs> I'm telling you, Joanne fabrics when the flannel's on sale, you're golden.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna put up. am gonna put up one now too. I'm just gonna get something crazy and put it behind us. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna do it too, man. But yeah, Brian, man, much appreciated. I'm mad it took so long for us to finally get together, man. But we definitely have to do this
2: you know, a little more wait. regularly
1: than you know. Definitely, definitely worth the wait. We definitely do this a little more regularly. So yeah, much appreciated, man. Definitely like the podcast. I I was listening to the one with uh, Homeboy, and I didn't finish yet, but I'm going to continue that, and I'm probably gonna. I'm just gonna go through all of them as well, you know. So I, know I, I, concept, I wouldn't.
2: So. I, I wouldn't say go through all of them. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, if, if you're listening to a, a coffee black now, check out Daryl Davis next, um, and then after that, I mean, like I said, I got I got Miguel, I got Risty, I got Sam Lucia, uh
1: But the, the the cigar ones definitely piqued my interest, so I'm definitely going to check out those. Yeah.
2: Um, uh, one of my more recent ones, uh Sub Brown. Uh his name is Brian Brown. He's uh he's been on a submarine for eighteen years. Uh but oh, uh shit. he's he was a really cool dude. Uh but anyway, uh since we're since we're swapping this, you guys are gonna be posting it. I'll go ahead and sign off first and then you guys can do it. Uh but I'm Brian from the Herfcast, uh theherfcast.com. Um, I got a store, you can buy shirts, whatnot. Uh Patreon. Uh Patreon I've got levels, uh, contest shirts, all that shit. Uh, If you are interested in a Cigar of the Month Club, stogiebird.com, or just random uh, five packs that Sam offers, Roma Craft, Crown Heads, Espinosa, all kinds of shit. If you use the code HERFCAST, that's going to save you five bucks. Uh, Mike and Otis from the What Up Dough podcast, check them out. Um, Guys, what do you got for me?
0: Yeah, uh What Up Though Podcast. We're based out of Detroit. We talk a whole lot of shit. We drink a lot of uh drink a lot of cigars. <laughs> uh, we drink a lot of drinks. We smoke a lot of cigars. We talk a lot of shit. It's a good time. Uh yeah, check us out. What up though podcast? We're on um everything. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good shit. So check us out. And uh hit us up if you wanna if you wanna be involved in a podcast, hit us up. Yeah, Ooh, we yeah. are we are now open to having everybody on the podcast, who has interest. So Detroit, uh,
2: Detroit cigar us, club
0: shit. Yeah. And Detroit cigar club, uh, hit us up on Facebook. It's called Detroit cigar club. Uh, Otis and I are admin. So if you drop that, you, uh, heard about us on, on the hearth we'll let you in there. And, uh, it's a good time. We just talk shit, smoke cigars, post pics, all that good stuff. Good time.
1: Yep. yep. Uh, what up though is, uh, W U D U P D O E. And uh, you can find us on any uh, uh, streaming network uh, that we have. That you, that you have uh, <laughs> on tw- on Twitter is uh, at What Up Dope Podcast, uh, and uh, our email is uh, What Up Dope Podcast at Gmail. So.
0: And if you fuck with us and you hop on our podcast, I apologize for all the things that I've said that will <laughs> inevitably offend you. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry.
2: I'm not if, sorry. If if all. you're if you're afraid of the <laughs> If you're afraid of the word cunt, don't do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not the podcast for you. Uh yeah, if you're afraid of inflammatory language, it's not the podcast for you.
2: No, so you I, I so me. I fucked up. I fucked up my intro and outro. I I spelled what up do uh w w u d u p d o. I did not have the e. So I fucked okay. that up.
1: Oh, it's all good. We, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out at some point. They'll figure it
0: out at some point. So, if yeah. if you search it without the e, I'm sure it'll still come up. Yeah, no in shit. In iTunes, <laughs> so you'll be good. By the time you search W U B yep, wdup,
1: it should come up. So yeah, we'll be. Yeah, there. much much appreciated, Brian.
2: Oh, uh, absolutely, guys. Anytime.
1: Yep. All right, man. Take care.